Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. And it only took, oh, 50 some odd episodes for us to get uh, big controversial and get a ton of backlash. So uh, probably some people were thinking we probably wouldn't do a show this week. But no, here we are. We're going to keep on keeping on. Uh, we have a lot to discuss on this week's episode of the podcast. Of course, um, we'll start at, at New Smyrna. I, I believe the, the pro truck division is definitely on the rise. Uh, they had a fantastic turnout here this weekend. And we're going to break down all the action and any controversy over at New Smyrna. Because, you know, that's what we do here on this podcast where we speak our minds. So we'll cover all of that. Um, of course, of course, we'll address the elephant in the room here. A lot of people are probably going to listen to this episode. We, uh, we got some real crazy numbers last week because, well, if you know, you know. Um, so I feel like at least half of them are going to tune in to see if anything is addressed. We'll do that at the, uh, af- after the break. We'll talk a little bit about uh, the NASCAR race over at Michigan. We'll cover the action at Thunder Road. A couple of races over at Thunder Road this weekend and the uh, shenanigans, which is weird to say over at the Stafford Motor Speedway, and then we'll do a quick around the state at the end of the show to wrap everything up. So that is on the agenda today. Before we get into it, though, of course, got to thank our sponsors, including American Auto, 124 Welding and Fabrication, Andy Morrison, and Never Give Up. He uh, just re-upped his sponsorship, and we really, really appreciate that. I know he enjoys being a part of the show and a part of the racing world a big thank you and congratulations to Jeff White Racing coming off a big weekend here, which we're going to talk about in a minute as Jeff White Racing will sponsor the Truck Series portion of this podcast. Also, we thank 70 Motorsports, Doug Sammy and Racing, Bromley Motorsports, and one of our newest sponsors here, one of our newest uh, key sponsors, if you will, Schultz Fuel Cells and over uh, the people over there at uh, Schultz Engineering. We really appreciate them coming on board and being part of the show. All the sponsors are still here, and um, you all probably thought that uh, we were only going to do a one-person show. No, 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 no. Margo's here. How you doing, Margo? Oh, did they think they could cancel me? I bet uh, people got about two minutes in here and were like, oh, she's not she's not going to come on here because she said some things last week. <laughs> Here's the difference. I said it where y'all hear me. You guys have me blocked. Well, they, they heard you last week, so. Yeah. And if they have anything else to say, I'll, I'll forward it to you, I guess. No, it's fine. You're good? It's fine. I'm All good. good? I'm a- fine. Anything you want to say before we get, get into it? Or no. do you want to save it for that part of the show? No, I'm good. You're good? I, I'm having to sound positive because apparently I started last week's show like sounding mad and pissed off. Um, I'm well, with my kids 24-7 come 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night when we record. I'm tired, y'all. I knew you were perturbed. I think that's how I put it last week. I mean, that's just me in general. I'm an angry person. Yeah. I'm not a happy person. I don't understand what people don't understand. Like, well, I'm you, happy you when I'm around ac- my you kids. You just come across all unhappy and nasty all the time, according to some people. That's so. fine. I don't care how I come across. <laughs> that's why you're on here, so you can say what you have to say. Like so. I said, I can't see those comments. I'm blocked, so it doesn't bother me. Well, welcome to the newest episode of The Most Hated Podcast. Even though, you know, it doesn't matter all the good episodes. If you say something bad about a certain person, man, they just, they can't take it. They can't, 
I, I guess they're, they're not used to it. Oh, I was talking to D'Alessandro today, and this is going to stir the pot a little bit. I was kind of like, watch, because I'm not going to be at the racetrack on Saturday. It's going to oh, be, oh yeah. she didn't even show her face. Be out of the state. Y'all, I'll be in Michigan tomorrow. If so. you need her, you know, you want to talk to her, um, go to Michigan. If you want to talk to me, if, if you want to address any of this stuff and say, hey, because I, I respect I respect the backlash and I respect the negative feedback. It's actually good to get some negative feedback because, first of all, it tells me y'all are listening. Second of all, I might not, my opinions might not settle with everybody and it might not be, it might not align with your thought process either. And that's okay. It doesn't have to. That's why this is my podcast. If you want to say your own thing, start your own podcast. I'll be happy to put up, a, put it up on our network. I'll run it for you. Um, if you want to talk to free thinking with a microphone. <laughs> well, be careful about that. God forbid. Um, <laughs> seriously though, Saturday, I'm going to put myself out there. If anyone wants to talk about anything, um, if you want to get in my face, if you want to let me know how sick of the effing announcer you are, um, I'll be up in the tower from four 30 to five o'clock in the, uh, in the press box all by myself. I'll be sitting there waiting. If anybody wants to talk, I'll be glad to talk with you. Cause I'm not afraid of these people that, don't like me. I'm not afraid to to talk to these people. I just feel like they won't want to because no one ever says anything to my face. So. I, however, will not be that big of a person. I'm not going to open myself up to talk because if y'all wanted to talk to me, you saw me five times on Saturday. You could have said something. So, with that said, I just want to I'm not about there. being the bigger person. Y'all want to be petty? Oh, I ain't trying I am, to be the bigger person. I can person, be the Richard but, of petty. You know, a lot of people, I, I at least put my, my stuff out there. not changing. I, I put mine out there for the masses. If people... A lot of people want to take gripes at me on Facebook. A lot of people posted stuff on Timmy's post about me and then deleted it. I think that's hilarious. Uh, if you're going to be brave enough to say it, say it. If you want to come talk to me, I'll be from 4.30 to 5 o'clock up in the middle tower. Come talk to me. I'm blocked. He sent me a text and then blocked me. So Well, that's how they roll. So That's fine. But we'll address that more in depth uh, later on in the show. So if you have, you know, if you're if you're listening and wanting to know more, stay tuned. Let's get it right into the action over at New Smyrna. It was, I can't believe I can remember all this, West Volusia Moose Lodge Night. Uh, it's like four words, dude. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it's only four words. Uh, it's not that <laughs> impressive. Um, but no, they, they were awesome. They had a, they, It looked like they had a ton of fun going on in the parking lot. Did you but, ever make it out there? No, I didn't, but I walked around at one point, and I saw like where their... Um, they were doing their whole little, I can't think of the word. Tailgate that party. Thing. <laughs> Tailgate party, yeah. Sorry. I saw a bunch of tents, and I, I looked I at one point. I saw something that looked like a porta potty on the back of a truck. Like, I don't know what it was. I well, wouldn't be surprised. I, I could tell they were having a good time. Um, that, that gentleman that was with the moose, I kind of put him on the spot because Rusty's like, hey, See if any of the Moose Lodge people want to say anything. Like, have, I, I don't have anything to say. Bring them down to <laughs> uh, opening ceremonies. And he's like, oh, I don't really have much to say. But I'm glad they came down and addressed the crowd because they brought a ton of people. They really did. And yes. that was amazing. Yes, I know. Somewhere in the Victory Lane picture is me it's and Dylan. And Dylan. You can't find David in there. No, I, it's like, where's, it's Waldo? where's Waldo? Where's David? Um, but no, they brought a lot of people and I'm glad that they were part of the show. And I'm really glad that the event that they were, you know, they sponsored the night or whatever, but their main focus was on the truck race. Obviously they're, they sponsored Dylan LeBeau. He was in that race. Were you surprised at all by the truck turnout? Yeah. W what did you think there was going to be? I thought there would be about 12. I wasn't expecting yeah. 19. Me neither. 
That was just insanity. I, like, I expected 10 to 12. You know, nobody registers online anymore. I tried to train everybody last year to do that so I could use them for advertising. And I opened the uh, entries online every week, and nobody registers anymore. Nobody cares. So I just kind of I, I put out who who's convenient for me since nobody wants to uh, – and I don't want to say nobody, but a lot of people don't want to register or, or tell me they're coming anymore. I don't have the drawings anymore. I'm out of stuff, and quite frankly, I whatever. Um, <laughs> people don't register, so it's like I'm not going to beg these people and then give them stuff. So um, I know I sound like an asshole, but I, I guess that's what this podcast has become. Um, but uh, I did see Cody McDuffie registered, and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. He'll be a nice wild card. He was. Yeah, and I don't know why. You told me who he was, and for some reason, I was just like... Now, when you saw the truck, were you like, oh, that guy? Did it... No. No? No light bulb nope. at all? Nope. No? Nope. Not hmm. even one. Not even a little bit. I'm dumb, though, so... Well, yeah, duh. Um, but no, it was, it, Cody registered. And that, that was nice. Um, I wanted to... I was going to use him in one of the advertisements, and I'm like, nah, I want him to be a surprise. Because I was like, well... You know, I only got one freaking pre-entry. So going into the day, uh, I wasn't really sure what we were going to have for trucks. And I figured, you know, Dalton Smith. Oh, he he registered too, so give him some credit. I figured, you know, Dalton Smith, Dylan LeBeau, Jack Hall, Jeffrey White, Taylor Watson. Um, I'm like, well, that's a good solid start. And then I'm, I'm like, I'm sure Chuck Ayers, if his truck is right, will be there. And hopefully he brings Rodney, and he did. Um, Richard Griffiths showed up and... Uh, had problems in the morning practice, the the test session that he where he rented the track. Um, but I, I got to tell you, I was I'm blown away by the trucks right now. Uh, a division I thought was dead in the water, and I don't know, Margo. When when we brought them back, I was kind of like, I think this is gonna be a waste. I don't think this is gonna work. And um, and then got to give all the credit in the world to Ashley Holmes Jacks for sponsoring the class. I think that's what's really helped. I mean, it was. How much do you think that truck race was to win for 50 laps? I don't know. We're not talking about payout and stuff right now. I don't know. But what do you, what do you think it was? Like two grand. I don't know. I, I wish. As for the EMOD race. That's right. I don't know. Like 900 bucks. It was 1300 to win. Oh, okay. That's not bad. No. And that's all big thank you to Ashley Holmes Jacks. And I feel like Chuck's... It's not enough for some, though. Whatever. They can stay the fuck home. Um, Ashley Holmes... Chuck having the desire to get back into racing and want to support it and want to have racing, you know, people to race against has gone a long way. And it's, uh, that word of mouth, that's the best advertising you can get. When people come to New Smyrna to race trucks, now they're like, Hey, it was actually a decent payout. And then word gets around and now the Hags are back. Uh, you know, you got Palmer and, and Todd Hag, you got Blake Clouser out there now. Uh, you got Cody Kaufman racing with these truckers now. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. What did you think of the race? Uh, it was a good race. The lapped traffic, though. Oh, my God, the lap traffic. Yeah, there, there was a lot of lap traffic, but you're going to get that if you have only one caution, a 50-lapper. There's yeah. definitely a disparity between the top-running trucks and the back half of the field. No my offense. Issue isn't with, my issue isn't with lip, the lap traffic. My issue is with the whole – the slow groove is on the bottom. It's not going from – the wall in turn four to all the way down and then all the way back up again and blocking people. Who, where where was that situation? Like what what instance are you? No, I just to? saw a lot of people like a lot of the lap traffic like, do, do you using feel the was, entire racetrack, and I don't know if that was an experience. Uh, I was going to ask. Do you feel like that was just 
inexperience or do you feel like the the fast trucks caught them so fast I didn't even know? That too. I think it was a little bit of inexperience or a lot of bit of inexperience. And then just the, like Jeffrey White, man, that thing is on a run. On a run? On a rail. On a rail. Yeah. Yes. He's, you know, I, I feel like he could be undefeated. He coulda, shoulda, woulda dumped Taylor Watson that first night because he was all over her tailgate at the beginning of the year and did everything but spin her out or run her up the track. Um, That's because he's a, not a driver like that. Well, that that race right there is um, the race that really impressed me. And by the way, this this truck segment, since I guess we're here, it, it is sponsored by Jeff White Racing. They're the proud sponsor. So we're going to talk of all the of the races. good things about Jeff White and nobody else. Well, he didn't give us anything bad to talk about. I know. If he had went out there and wrecked half the field, I would say he went out there and wrecked half the field, and then probably Jeff would come up to me and go, "Well, you called us out for wrecking, but that's what we did." You know, because they understand, the, you know, the, the actions and that's the analysis. Um, but no, they didn't. I mean, Jeffrey started, what, fifth on the grid because he qualified second. Taylor Watson did an amazing job in qualifying. Mm-hmm. Very impressive qualifying lap. Um, but Jeffrey methodically worked his way up through the field. And after that first caution, when the 22 and 07 got together, which I didn't see, so I can't put blame there. Uh, did you see it? It looked... She's inexperienced, that's all. Okay. I mean, she qualified really well, so she's... I think we should probably give her, like, a WWE title or something because she likes to body slam. Give her the Intercontinental Championship? Yeah. Um, no, I think with her, it's a it's a big track. I believe she's only ever been in, like, a mini cup. She started mini cups and ran pure stocks and now is up to trucks. Yeah, like, so I said, she's only ever been in a mini cup. She ran <laughs> the pure stock, like, twice. No, she, when I went over there last year a whole bunch of times, she was running pure stocks. Okay. So she's got a season of pure stocks. Okay, so then the, the body slamming thing makes sense, because that's all they do in the pure stocks over there. Yeah. I, I will st- tell you, speaking of Maria Martin, she really impressed me with her qualifying lap. To, to be in the top half of the field after qualifying with that big, now, the race is, is different. Um, and and I didn't see it, so I'm not going to point. No, I don't at think anybody, anything but. was intentional. She, uh, she, I was watching her in the turns ever since the thing happened between her and Jack, which we know it wasn't intentional. Her truck seems to be like it's either really loose or like for some reason when she exits the turns or even in the center of the turns, the back part of her truck just likes to whip out. So it's a little unpredictable. Yeah. And, and, again, that could be some – this is only her second race at this track. Yeah, that's this, what I'm saying. Inexperience. Is, I, don't think, I don't think she's genuine. I don't think she's going out there and just beating people's doors off and spinning out. I don't know how nobody else got, got involved in that because it happened right in front of the rest of the field. Yeah. It, I, I looked over there and saw her backwards and the 22 down on the bottom, and I wondered how. You yeah, know, I we're, – We're lucky. With that big field, the trucks were lucky. Those were the only two trucks involved in an incident, period. And the only damage was a right front fender on the 22. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. Um, what do you <laughs> go off topic here? What do you think of the uh, 77 truck? That thing was screaming. It's, it's a pterodactyl. I guess so. The Bromley Motorsports pterodactyl truck. Mm-hmm. Sponsored by Jurassic Park. Sponsored by Bromley Motorsports. Yeah. So when he comes out, we're gonna play the Jurassic Park thing. Yeah. Yeah. His. We'll name his truck. His his truck's name, and, and he got it from this podcast. Is the pterodactyl. Yes. That thing was screaming. I don't know how it didn't blow up. To be honest with you, because they they obviously had it geared wrong. 
Yeah, well, and that's a brand new truck. Yeah. Like they, they're still working on it. They've still got Tony's. I don't know where Tony's truck is. It's just sitting. I feel it's like a skeleton. They, I feel like they just brought out a truck because we called them out last week for not bringing out a truck. No, it's, it's <laughs> for saying that you brought out a truck. It's because it Dave made chassis. that flyer with Tony's truck on it. So they're like, all right, we got to get something out there for so Bromley Motorsports. Daniel out there. Why not? We Daniel's working his way up the ranks now too. It was a joke. I know. Sorry, I, I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Nobody can see my sarcasm sign. I'm, I'm blocking you on Facebook. Um, fucking about damn time. But no, I, in all seriousness, like super impressed with the turnout. The, the race was exciting. I'm, I'm glad we had the opportunity to do the intros for them. Um, I'm glad we did in-truck intros because it would have taken a while to do out of truck. <laughs> get every, it, was, it was too hot to have those people go to pit road, stage, Sit in their trucks, in out, get in out, out, in and out, in and out. Get back, dumb. buckled back in. Um, and, and I know the schedule got changed around a little bit, so it threw everybody's timing off. Uh, but compared to the week before, when it took forever to get through the night, this one was very efficient. And yeah. I think I think Butch did a great job. Yeah. I was worried last week's show that Butch was going to get mad at me because I kind of, you know, I'm <laughs> like, he's better off in tech. And I mean that with respect as far as, like, he is such a good technical director he's, he's he knows these cars you know especially these trucks um but when ralph wasn't available we talked about rusty and and his availability needs to be all-encompassing at the track um i i you know and, and he, he kind of made the little comment like y'all are stuck with me again like i'm like man I, maybe he listened to the show but he wasn't mad um and if he was i sorry don't have people take things the way they're going to take things um, but I thought he did a great job. Things ran smooth. Um, it helps when you only have two heat races. That doesn't drag the night along. Yeah. Um, truck race was really good. And Jeffrey White's going to win the championship unless unless he sells the truck before the end of the year or has something catastrophic happen. Do you see, any, do you see Dylan or Taylor Watson beating him? No. No? But most of the time when I'm watching trucks, I don't get to watch the actual race. So, like... Why not? Because I'm mediocrely spotting. Duh. Well, this week you got to watch. So yeah, I don't pay attention analysis, to the points. So there's that. Now remember, we're in a position where we analyze things. It was a good race. Good job, Jeffrey. You did it, Dylan. You suck. <laughs> Just kidding. Why would you say that to Dylan? I'm kidding. What do you do? No, I went down. I went down for victory lane, of course, to go get a picture with Dylan. I was like, dude, you drove your ass off. He's like, I freaking sucked. Like, he had a lot of pressure <laughs> on him. Because of the folks there, but they were all thrilled. They were, they were sitting so on his race car. It made me mad. Like there was one guy laying across the hood of the car, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, I want to punch you I, right I, now." <laughs> those they probably don't understand the etiquette. And no, that's, and they may have had some libations. So, oh yeah, a, a few, um, at least two. But I, I know mm-hmm. Dylan had a, a lot of pressure on him with with those folks from the Moose Lodge there, and, and that's understandable. And I know he wants to do well. He's got that EMOD win. I know he wants the truck win. Um, I feel like he's going to get one. One of these nights, the invert's going to work in his favor. Um, Jeffrey White might get boxed in. I mean, that truck is so fast. If you're if you're going to win one of these truck races, you're going to have to beat Jeffrey White. And he's going to be on your back bumper the whole time if you're oh, lucky yeah. to hold him off. Um, you know, unless he has some kind of major issue, gets caught up in a wreck, sells the truck. I know he's he's got other plans, but... I hope they stick with the trucks, because uh, at least for this season, because I, I feel like, you know, I, it's going to be hard to beat this 18 car field for these regular 25 lappers. But I, I see, don't think that truck's going anywhere. Good. Um, I, I 
I don't see any reason why it's not 10, 12 trucks, even for a regular show. So I, I think there's a lot of promise with the trucks. Um, I've done a complete 180 about my thoughts on the trucks. Um, the three, four truck deal, you know, back a couple of years ago, that was, that was rough, but, uh, this, this is fun. And there's a good group of young kids. And, and I think it's a great stepping stone from the pure stocks, from the bombers, Yes, and that's what it was meant to be. Like, I remember yeah. you went from, like, strictly stock, super stock, mini stock, truck. Can, can you make a home for yourself in the truck series? Absolutely. I think, But I think it's a great, um, great diverse series. You got, I mean, what do we have? Three or four female competitors. You had four or five really young kids. You had some veterans. You had a couple of people that have been doing it for two or three years. Like, anybody can get in a truck and go out and compete. And nobody and that's had great. to go down. Nobody had to dirty drive anybody, and then no. go down, knock down toolboxes either. No, not at all. It's it's great when you got a good good group of racers there. So, um, in my opinion, uh, up there was one of the most impressive races of the year. Was it the most action packed? Was the finish one that people are going to talk about? No, but looking at it, it, it could have gone one of two ways. It could have been a wreck fest. And then everyone's like, oh, well, they had a bunch of trucks, but they're all wrecked. And then we don't have it. Then, then we're really not having any trucks in the next race. Or it's a nice, clean race, and everybody goes home, and their their talk is, wow, what a great turnout. And Jeffrey White beat everybody. Yeah. So I, I think that's a way better option. I thought it was a good race. I thought it was a good race. It was fun. Um, I really enjoyed the atmosphere with the trucks. It was. It definitely, they they earned their spotlight, and um, and they did not disappoint. Jack passed four trucks. You know he passed him back, but he passed them, so that's all that matters. With, with all the problems that Jack is having this year, and, and if, if, go follow him on Jack Racing on YouTube. Give him a shout-out. Don't you, tell me what to do. You can I wasn't just telling the listeners, all six of them now. <laughs> um, hi, Jack. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Kenny. Hi, Betsy. Um, <laughs> hi, Dylan. Um, Jeffrey White. If you go to his YouTube, it's nothing but problem. Oh, this this came up. And I love the picture that he posted of him laying by the power steering fluid that looks like blood. So he's like, yeah, it's not the picture we were hoping for. It's going to be his year. album cover. Right? Um, you have to give him $5 the next truck race. Why? To buy him some luck. I don't know if 5 bucks is going to buy him much luck. Just just do it. Trust me. It's an inside thing between me and him on TikTok. It's, it's cool. Just give him 5 bucks. I'd rather give him some of Todd's chicken wings. Somebody commented on his post that their local and on TikTok that their local announcer gave him five dollars to quote unquote buy him some luck, and he finished really good that night. So Jack was like, "Margo, get our announcer on board with this." I don't know that uh, I don't know that I have any good luck to give. So, um, but no, Jack. I mean, despite all the problems he's having, he's still like fourth in points. So it could be worse. So, again, to recap the trucks here, sponsored by Jeff White Racing. Um, again, got to give it up to Jeffrey White for his third win of the season, third in a row, and he bests a field of 18 that started, 19 total were at the track. Great to see Donnie Burkhalter back. I know he's gone through a rough year. I didn't and, even uh, see him. <laughs> he, he didn't qualify. Um, truck didn't last many laps, but it was there, and uh, it looked sharp, and it's great to see him. Uh, but Jeffrey White gets the win over Cody McDuffie, who led early and held on to finish second. Uh, Dylan LeBeau is third, fourth for Taylor Watson. Blake Clouser fifth. And sixth to Becca Monopoly, Palmer Haig. Wilson Martins Jr. had a quiet but solid day. 
Um, Cody Kaufman recovers from being in the incident to finish ninth, and then Chuck Iers, your top ten. So I don't um, know why I was so surprised to see Becca there, but I was. You know, uh, Tom messaged us on the Facebook and, and asked about tires. And remember when we talked to EJ uh, when, when we were hanging out in the tire room after the races? And I said, hey, how are we looking for tires? He's like, we should be good for the 50. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I'll get my shipment in next week, so I'll let you know. And, and Tom had messaged me, and I'm like, it's sounding. He's like, hey, how many tires for this week? And I'm like, it's sounding like four because of the 50. Um, then it was announced like, hey, we got to keep going with this two-tire thing. You know, we can't keep moving all these races. So I, I messaged him back and said, hey, you know, I just got the update. Um, and this is not a slight on anybody. Um, I got the update. It's going to be two tires this weekend. We will have scuffs for sale. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you need, if you don't have Hoosiers, you'll get them, but you can only buy two new ones, um, which I, I think is a good idea anyway. And, and you know my thoughts on the tire deal. Um, if, if you don't, go back and listen to the previous podcast. Um, so... I didn't know if they were coming or not because he didn't respond to that. And I kind of figured, well, yeah, they're not running for points here. They're focused on stuff down south. Um, but, no, I was glad to see them there. It's always good to have your former champions in attendance. So uh, she had a quiet night, but she was there, and it was good to have her. <coughs> have fun cutting that out. Um, so he's sneezing. So yeah, we're gonna move on to probably the Orange Blossom Woodworks Bomber Bees. Yeah, now that um, now that I've had my allergy attack, um, Orange Blossom Woodworks Bomber Bees. I tried to fill the awkwardness because last time I, I didn't, you I yelled like, at me. I'm like, mm. I was like, she's either gonna pick this up or I'm gonna cut it out. So we'll see how <laughs> we we'll see how lazy I am with the editing this week. Um, I, I won't be listening this week, so I don't care. But. Uh, Orange Blossom Woodworks Bomber B has continued to be a very solid class. Um, There's only seven cars here this week, uh, and six started. So um, wasn't the big turnout like two weeks ago. But I got to tell you, it was a fun race. I, I don't know. You probably weren't listening to me at all uh, doing the commentary, but I was having fun with it. I was sitting in the grandstands. I had no choice but to listen to you. How rude has Ben say? What? Spin it, trying to spin out twice while I'm trying to tell people to go get cars to be part of the division. He was showing them how much fun <laughs> they could have behind the wheel of a Mustang. That's exactly what it was. Ben say, man, I was telling, you know, I, I used to kind of joke around, be like, hey, you know, Bomber A is a good place to get started with a race. Now I do it with the Bomber Bs because there's a little bit less of them, so less intimidating. I like how um, you're like, they're so easy to build. An idiot can do it because you did it. I mean, I. Helped, I mean, there's not much of a I difference between a bomber take apart and a, and a car to get it ready for an enduro. I couldn't put a cage in a car to save my life. I can't weld. I can't. I wouldn't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> Could you even tell me what a welder looks like? Well, it's the thing that Danny Fry's team brought I can, out. I can tell you what a welder looks like. Yeah, Rondell Alessandro, twenty four welding and fab. Absolutely great way to get the sponsors in there. Um, no, I would. I would definitely say that this orange blossom woodworks. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be funny real quick because yeah. you know it's comical that okay. I'm on here now. These Orange Blossom Woodworks Bomber Bees have really been built on a solid foundation. <laughs> I'm done now. Sorry. Where where exactly were you going with um, that? Woodworks. Building things. Been built on a solid foundation. I wouldn't call wood the most solid foundation. I was going to say you're sitting on wood, but you're not. I'm not. You're no. Um, no, I think that I think it's being built, and it's I think it's being built up, and I think it's becoming yeah. really fun to it, watch. It stands on its own now. Where for the first couple of years, we had to always keep. I, I kept telling Russ, I'm like, we got to stop adding the bomber A's every week, because the bomber bees are never going to float on their own if we don't give them a chance. 
I am so glad Shane Satoris built or built sold his bomber bee. Because yeah, now I don't want to have to watch that asshole just drive circles around everybody. <laughs> Which asshole? Shane Satoris. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> instead, I get to like actually watch people battle, and that's well, right now Shane. without <laughs> Shane. And, and we'll talk about Shane in a minute. Um, they're gonna have to beat Bromley. He's got him covered. Uh, Noah right Partlow almost did. Noah. Noah, James, Noah. Noah did a hell of a job. Noah, you got it. No, James is in the bomber race. Noah's in the bomber bees. It, it took me a while too. Um, no, he he did a great job. Like that little team, Cena's dad. You know, maybe maybe a little help on the side here Uncle. and there. Uncle, Uncle, I'm sorry, They're cousins. Hang on, I'm trying to think because I remember you were you were announcing them once and you mistakenly called them. Yeah, brothers. I thought they were brothers, but they're not. I thought that's no, that is his dad. Yeah, I thought yeah, so. You're right. I thought sorry, so. I had to think for a second. I mean, again, we don't know the family tree, but. Other that, that, other racetrack families, I could give you the whole bush, but there, the, there's a couple bushes. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeesh, no wonder people hate this show. Um, but no, Noah, Noah did a great job. Ben Say continues to, he's in a six cylinder compared to the eight cylinders uh, with those Crown Vicks. So, wait, what? A Crown Vic is an eight cylinder? Are you going to tell me that it has like a four point? No, I was it? explaining to those that might not be there to see because. Mustang, it could be a V8, could be a V6. Ben's got a V6, so it's not as fast on the straightaways and kind of gets through the corners a little better when he's not trying to spin out while I'm trying to tell a story. Um, And that's why, that's what I mean, so I don't need anyone going to Ben. Did you hear Ryan call you rude? Ben's going to hear you say it. And Ben's going to laugh at it. They listen to the show. Those are the kind of people that understand a joke. Um, Great people, by the way. But, uh, yeah, Tony Bromley gets the win here for Bromley Motorsports, another proud sponsor of the show. Noah Partlow, Ben Say. Chuck Brewer ended up fourth. That car, they didn't even get the exhaust off that thing. If you listen to that car, like, I listened to it during practice. I'm like, it's not making any sound. I don't know what car it is. It's the 5.0. Oh. The police car. Oh. Do you know what 5.0 stands for? 5 o'clock, you going downtown. Anyway, um, <laughs> and uh, no. Hunter Young, has he, he finished fifth and was going for that final spot on the podium. The last lap got kind of crazy. He was going for that final spot and spun out. He's the other 44. No, I was, I'm was. i trying to understand your joke. It didn't click it, I mean, it was really bad. Okay. But, um, anyway, um, so, yeah, Hunter Young gets fifth. Uh, just, a, just a fun race. Like, I, I had fun commenting on it and trying to make silly jokes and they gave me they gave me a lot to work with, so I appreciate that. That was fun. Um, what else raced this week? Um, trucks. We talked about trucks. Sportsman. Eleven cars, not terrible. I think that's one of the better fields of the season for the sportsman, isn't it? Yeah, it was a good race. I think no, it wasn't. It was a terrible race. <laughs> Why was it terrible? The caution to bring people in because they thought some oil was leaking. What's your take on that? That's suspicious. So here's my thing, and I'm not going to accuse anybody. Um, if you are the car saying, hey, somebody's leaking oil, and they call him to the pits, check him, he's not leaking oil, and they bring you down to the pits because you called it in and nothing's wrong, do you think that person should get to keep their spot? I don't know. I, I really don't. I think it's a tough call, but that... To me, that caution ended up changing the dynamic of the race because after the restart, it was no contest. 
And I really, like, I'm not saying this against Matthew Green because no. I like Matthew. I don't want to accuse Matthew Green, but... But did you do it because you knew you couldn't? You would, the only way you were going to be able to catch uh, Travis? No. Travis? Yeah. Devendorf. Devendorf, yeah. Because if, the only way you were going to catch him is if you had a caution. And the only reason we're talking about it is because it happened. So we're putting it no, out. No, I'm just I'm questioning. I'm trying to get people to think. So. I'm just questioning it. I don't care. I will. I cheer for Matthew Green and the sportsman. He's actually one of my favorites yeah. to watch. We, we he always along, puts so. on a show. And I like his mom, so. I'm just analyzing the race, and that was a big turning point in the race. And they called both of them down because at first it was just the seven, and then it was, uh-uh-uh, let's bring the guy who called him in and check him too. Now both were good, so the protocol is, and here's the protocol. They followed the protocol. If nobody's leaking, you get your spot back. So they both got their spot back. But do you think it's fair for you to, to scream and holler on the radio somebody's leaking and if, if nobody is leaking to get your, to keep your spot? I think it's something to think about. Well, and maybe the car that was leaking was the one that was a start and parked probably to get tires off of it. But that's my... I don't even want to talk... Uh, look, I'm going to talk about that with the modifieds. But. Um, I don't know. Maybe the car that was leaking was... Was it Trocky that was in the one? Yeah. Maybe he was leaking and that's why he pulled in? Right. And then the first car to hit any fluid will be the leader. So, it But might then you would think that Devendorf said... Yeah. You would think Travis would say, hey, I think there's something And the I track. don't know who got on the radio first. So oh, okay. Um, I, I'm assuming it was Matt Green because they called Matt Green in with the seven. Um, but, again, I don't listen to the radio because it distracts me from my job. So I only hear snippets. Um, but I only bring it up because I think it's something to look into. Like, hey, if you're going to scream on the radio and call a caution and nothing's wrong with, with the leader and nothing's wrong with your car, well, you know, maybe it's time to look at if you cry wolf, play wolf. Go to the back. Um, and maybe it wasn't necessarily a cry wolf situation. There could have been a small. No, and, 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 and I'm all for I'm whatever. all for the the safety aspect of it, bringing everybody down pit road. I just it, it's it's a talking point. It's it's I, I would love to hear the feedback about what other people think, and not not picking on Matt Green. I don't need you know I don't need anyone coming at me with a jack handle now because I brought it up. Ooh. But um, <laughs> I give her permission to do it now. Well, that's all right. She'd she'd laugh at it at, at it the whole time because we, me and that family, we can talk about the shit and like actually talk about it. So it's all good. Uh, but Matt Green drove a hell of a race with, on the restart, took full advantage and won the thing. And uh, he told me, you know, he's like, yeah, we're we're gonna drive this thing. He's like, I, I want to show that this car is, is a capable car because uh, they're they're trying to sell it. Yeah. And he came out and did his thing and. And won well, the race? I'm pretty sure Ricky Moxley did that the last time he drove well, it. Well, Ricky drove the hell out of it, but he had to start, like, 10th yeah. on the field, so. You know who I was impressed with that I was actually watching during the sportsman race? Who? Tim Sozio. Oh, he's been great. He's and, been and a I'll really give all good. The credit and Nusa, to, to Nusa Myrna has kind of been his Achilles heel. Heel? Nope. Achilles heel. Yep. And ever since he's gotten with RFD, those guys have that hooked up. That that car is hooked up. Daniel Webster. And, and Phil was there a couple weeks ago helping him. I know that they kind of help Warning. Yeah. So maybe yep. they can like give that man some luck. He's, I don't know. He's when he hasn't had really bad luck, he's been better. He hasn't been as atrociously slow as he has been in the past. We're talking <laughs> about Warning. Um, That's such a harsh way to put it, but so true. But it, I mean, it's he was true. still I've, a lap I've, down in an eight lap heat race. His his luck is not. But it's I don't. Not I, think, all fixed I feel yet. like he's still fighting some gremlins under like in that car. Well, anytime he's had a chance to make it faster, he's had to put it back together. Yeah. So. 
Look, I thought he was about to have to put it back together after the first round of practice because I'm standing over there like he's about to pull out and I'm trying to go to David LeBeau's pit right next to him. So I'm just like, okay, I'm going to make sure that he doesn't need anybody to like point him out. And he you almost had back to, into someone? No, he had somebody to do that. Well, his window net, he didn't get his window net up. Oh, geez. So he's like doing this, trying to get somebody's attention. And I saw him. So I ran over and put the window net up. And then Danny Fry, who I guess had just spun and backed that's it. That's the one that hit the wall. Yes, yeah, spun yeah. out and backed it into the wall, comes flying through the pits. Like just right as soon as oh. I left Dave's car, like I know so many people are disappointed that Danny didn't hit me. But as soon as I walked Darn. around, as soon as I walked around the back of Dave's car and Dave starts going and then here comes Danny Fry. And I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't even, I, I told Dave after the race, I'm like, I am so sorry. I didn't even see him coming or I would have told you to stop. Probably should have been flying in the pits. I mean, yeah, but I get it. You're pissed off, but damn. Um, where, what were we talking about before? That? Oh, uh, Daniel Webster. New Smyrna had been kind of an Achilles heel for him too hadn't hadn't it, it? i guess but mediocre he, he knows how to set cars up and he's been working with jet nolan with camp no hmm. who's jet nolan driving for uh mcleod yeah i don't know shit i feel like well, that's wrong he was helping do tilly yeah when do is helping nolan so okay so yeah there. Okay. okay and he's been helping them so i mean maybe he's learning some new things yeah, and now that 16, when it shows up, it's a contender. I mean, Daniel Webster's so. always been pretty good at making things go fast. He's, well, never mind. It's I, good, I'm going to keep the next joke to, to myself because I don't want to piss him off. It's it's good to see them run well. Um, it was a, a fairly good sportsman race. Um, Matt Green gets the win, Travis Devendorf is second. The biggest takeaway from the sportsman race to me, and I talked about this on the Hot Lab, is George Alexander and Richard Fiore didn't show up. So Ron Whaley is the point leader now. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Ron Whaley, who finished uh, sixth, so right there in the middle, um, he's the point leader now. And I, I don't know why George wasn't there. That's that's weird. And then Richard Fiore, he's always been a part-time guy. He just happened to be there more often than not and was second in points. And uh, I guess in the words of some of Ron Whaley's competition, if you wreck the entire, if you wreck all your competition, yeah, he you hasn't wrecked anybody. It was a joke. He hasn't wrecked Everybody anybody. Everybody calls him the wrecking ball. But he's he's the point leader now. He um, had a clean race. He didn't get, No, everybody he, pretty much yeah. did. The, the only controversy was that that one caution for potential fluid, and that sorted itself out. It is what it is, and they they followed protocol. I. Um, We'll never get used to David Golden in an orange car. I love it. Well, I, I, I think any George Gorham, former George Gorham car, is going to look good. So, um, so Matt Green, Travis Devendorf, Tim Sozio, Danny Fry, Chad Pierce, who won the heat race but could go nowhere in the feature. Do you feel like? Let me let me just ask you. Speculate. Did Chad Pierce miss the setup, or was it just arrow and he got stuck where he was, and everybody was equal once we got strung out? I think he's washed up. Oh, damn. Well, here's the next Facebook post. <laughs> My heart. Love you, Chad. He said it himself. Well, it's so funny. He comes up <laughs> to me. I was talking to Nicole. Yeah. And we were talking about the kids going back to school, and Chad came over, and we're talking. He's like, oh, yeah, washed up old Chad Pierce is driving tonight. And I'm like, oh, there's my next joke for the podcast. Well, remember, we, we pointed out that car, and you're like, what car? Who's the 73? I'm like, well, I think that's a 75, but it's a nice car. And it was parked over there where where he would park his stuff. And then he comes up to me and goes, man, it's I'm not driving something so damn slow tonight. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, last time I drove that other car, and I don't, 
if you were there, you know, I don't want to insult the other guy because he doesn't deserve that. Um, but uh, Chad oh, goes, yeah. no, I'm driving the 75 tonight. I'm like, oh, okay, that's who's in that car. Gotcha. I'm like, I, I wonder if that was one of your cars. It looks like the old eight car, the Frolic car, because he sold all our stuff. And it's like, no, brand new chassis. I think we have like 19, 20 laps on it or 30 laps on it. And uh, came out, won the heat race. And uh, the invert put him back in fifth. And he just, he stayed in fifth. Whose car is that? Keithley? No. No, they has a brand new chassis. I know. And Nicole told me whose car it is. And now I can't think of it. Oh, well, it could, if it's 75, it could be a Don Keithley car because that's his number. I think that's what she told me. So that, that would make sense. So I was Chad so exci- was shaking it down for Don, then it's a pretty good piece. I was so excited thinking it was a 73. This is way before your time. I've only known two people at New Smyrna to ever run number 73. And that was one of them is Gregory Skyda. He runs dirt now. And then Sam Wa- Watts. Gail Haynes drove the 73 two years ago. I don't know who that sportsman. is. The mayor of Haynes City. Gail Haynes. It was a yellow car. Ran like four races and then disappeared. Yeah, like I said, I've only ever known <laughs> two people. <laughs> I was so excited. I don't know why I was so excited that there was a 73. It's just not a number you see. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it was... I was... There's my random... The, the sportsman words. turnout for this year was very solid, and it was a good race, and Matt Green gets the win, and uh, if you want to buy a good sportsman, buy Matt Green's car. He'll appreciate it. Um, the other division in action was the Modifieds. It was, there was the, no action. It was about the five cars that I expected. My biggest problem here, and I'm going to talk about it because I really could care less if this person gets pissed off. Um, with all due respect to Wayne Parker, I think the games that are played with the Boytech cars are just ridiculous. Um, now, they brought two. They brought and registered two Modifieds. Okay, fair enough. There ain't no rules against registering your backup car. And you know what? If you're going to register your backup car to get the tires, fine. Race the damn thing. You got to race them. If you get but the tires, you, you got to race them. you can't put the tires on the primary car. If you race the backup well, car, you duh. can't the Well, duh. No, well, I know what they car. were doing, but I'll give them props for at least running the sportsman because they got tires for that too because I saw them come up with the tires and put them in the back of the truck. Um, and then I had another team come up to me, and I won't name which team it was, and say, you see what they're doing over there? And I'm like, yeah, but EJ only sells them. He'll sell you two per car. And then after that, so here's what I'm going to say. Well, I think the game, the gamesmanship that goes on to try to beat four other modifieds is a bit much. Um, I think it takes away from the spirit of competition. Now, 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 don't go saying that shit. They'll be saying whatever. They passed tech. They were legal. And I didn't say I didn't say they were illegal. I know. So I'm just saying they passed um, tax. I mean, Wayne, so Wayne was the one. Tires? Wayne Parker was the one that said Jason drives a car via remote control from the top of the tower. That ain't on me. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing: I'm not picking on Wayne Parker. I just I noticed that the the boy tech stuff, uh, the little games, and I just I, I think it's silly to come out and beat five cars, especially when you got the championship all but locked up. But you know what? They're playing the game, and they're doing they their thing. They made it through tech. They're, yep, they made it through tech, and they're playing their game, and no one's stopping them from playing their game. So what I'm going to tell you is, you know what? At this point, I've I've made my peace with all this, and I've talked about tires, and I've talked about trying to keep things fair. Bring your backup car and do whatever the hell you want. But if, if you're going to bring a backup car and register it, this, the, the re- if, if Jason Boyd had just started or Michael Trockey had started that car... I wouldn't have said a thing, but they I didn't. guarantee you, and I'm only saying this because it's the only other modified people that I can think of mm-hmm. that pit up there that's not Jerry Simons, because I don't even think Jerry Simons, like, qual- he didn't even qualify, did he? No, they, they broke the primary and had to go get the backup. Okay. Well, th- 
I feel like if this was Shane Held and Matt Jarrett brought out both of their cars and only Matt qualified, but Shane had his car out there and they were buying tires for, and practicing you both cars. You think somebody would have whined? I definitely do. 100%. I feel like somebody would have said something. Probably because I'm affiliated with those two, so they have an issue with yeah. that. Yeah. It's funny because, like, the the shoe doesn't always fit on the uh, on the other foot, so um, I feel like even really affiliated with them. I, I feel <laughs> I, I just I, I feel like you, you have a good point, and they might have whined too. But you know what? At this point, play your games. Dude. I mean, they they played the game, they won the race, the car passed tech. So I can't sit here and say, oh, they cheated. No, they they but and and then at the same token, they started the sportsman. Yeah, it was a start and park, obvious start and park effort. But they started. And guess what? That's all I ask. Yeah. That, that's all I ask. Because you know what? If if we had six modifieds out on the track to start versus five, that looks a little better. And I, I know Jason Boyd spots for Wayne Parker. You should have put Trocky in the thing. It, maybe it broke. Maybe it broke. Maybe I, I got to put that out there because, again, I, I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't crank and they couldn't physically get it out there. But. I, I it, just, it was suspicious, and another team came up to me and said the same thing. So don't just think Ryan's getting on his podcast and being a, a jerk. Uh, I mean, think what you or want. Or think that. I, Who I, cares? I really don't care at this point. We sleep what just fine think? at night. Absolutely. Um, I a actually, brand new bed. I actually like seeing all the people that were talking shit about me because it confirmed a lot of my suspicions. But anywho. Um, I can't see anyone talking shit about me because I'm blocked. I know. Well, they didn't want you to see it because they they – they don't want the backlash from you. Like I'm not so. even going to argue with these people. I just want to see if they're coming up with new material against me. Y'all, oh, it's, it's no, it's, uh, it's against. There's nothing against you. It's all against me. He tagged me in the post because right? the only it's thing against me that these people can say is my mother would be ashamed. Guess what? She was when I was 12. Uh, she was the second I came home with my first piercing. Uh, wow. Let's see. I'm a pit lizard. No, no, honey. I'm a holler crawler. Better than yeah, holler crawler. Made my way up to the tower. As long as my daughter thinks the world of me, that's all I care about. So, and she ain't gonna like me either, and I don't give a shit. That's not well, my job. If, if your mom could have seen this little girl that we're raising, she'd be proud. So that's all that matters too. So take that. I just feel I love that her mom would be ashamed of her. She would have had to be proud of me to begin with. <laughs> Damn y'all! Wow, um, but no. In, in all seriousness, yes, you know, I, I got to talk about the tire thing, and, and I know it happens elsewhere. I mean, I've I've said it about other people on this podcast, but you know what? If you can work the system, work the game, everybody else, I guess, has to work the same game. You know, if, if one guy's going to play it that way and get away with it and there's no repercussions, then everybody play it that way. Bring your backup cars. Start the damn thing. I don't care if you start and park. Just start the thing. Get your get your tires. Do what you need to do. do you get your do. tires. Soak your tires. I don't give a shit. Just If you get through tech, you get through tech. Exactly. I'm not going to say that because somebody said uh, – uh, I, I got on here was saying how great tech was. <laughs> I never said that. We um, don't lie I'm on also, this show. I'm also not going to get on here and, and talk about something that's out of my department. So I, I don't know how that could be blowing things out of proportion, but teach their own selective hearing. Uh, but no, congratulations to Wayne Parker. And this is nothing against Wayne Parker. He's one of the most, he's one of the nicest guys in that pit area. And I, I enjoy talking to him. I just know that uh, his crew chief doesn't much care for me. So it is what it is. I just want to go have dinner at Jeremiah's again. You know, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I even said that down in, down in Victory Lane. He was thinking, you know, everybody helps him. And I'm like, and go eat at Jeremiah's. I, I, I helped him with his, 
his sponsor because he's he's proud. And didn't wanna... It's his business. Well, a lot of people run their business on their car. It's it's a sponsorship opportunity. Um, but no, congratulations Austin to Wayne. Good to see Timmy Moore back. Um, I know things didn't go well for him at the end of last year, and he felt the da- the the deck was stacked against him. Speed Weeks was atrocious for him with his luck. It's good to see that team back. Um, missed the setup just a bit. I'd like to see him in his own fast. car. You know, his car, for whatever reason, and that car's awesome. I mean, he, he went and won that race at Cordial earlier. He's been running Modifieds and Mayhem. For whatever reason, the 57 at New Smyrna is just, it's cursed. What if New Smyrna went to Modifieds and Mayhem rules? That'd be great. That's what they need to do for Speed Weeks, and I think that's what they're going to do. I think they need to do it Don't for... Don't quote me on that, but I think that's I what they're going to they do. I think they need to do that for the, all year. I think it would help. But I don't know how different, and not not that this matters, but I don't, I mean, it does matter, but I don't think it's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. How different are those rules versus, like, Citrus and Showtime, like the Modifieds that travel? I, I, I'm not sure. I just know that the, the open motor rules are a lot of what hampers some of these other guys because th- these guys can go to Citrus. They can go to Auburndale. They don't need that much motor. It, it's like because it's an engine it, it's like a lot of these people will say hey, what great super late model car counts these other tracks get half of those cars aren't super late models that's what a lot no. of people don't understand no. but you can get away with that and run with the super late models and still ray holmes is getting top three four finishes in the super lates at these tracks um but can barely keep up with the pro lates at new smyrna so that's just, it's an eye-opening thing and, and that's why a lot of these other tracks will get higher counts with the modifieds and, and even citrus has been struggling to get big modified counts. Oh, um, I mean, everybody's struggling. Citrus had nine. Auburndale had seven. Showtime yeah, had like It's a struggle with these cars. And Kenneth Nurse took them all out on that one. And, and maybe the Modified to Mayhem rules, I think it'll be at least good for Speed Week. So yeah. we, we'll see as far as what happens next year. But, uh, you know, the the names here, Wayne Parker, Tim Moore, Alan Bruns, Shane Hell, Jerry Simons, that's a good Saturday night slugfest. So I, I'd, I'd watch those five races, But... My biggest thing about the modifieds, I looked at the the rundown, the, the payout sheet, and I know it doesn't pay a lot. It's twelve hundred to win a fifty lap race for the modifieds. The five cars that were there got almost three thousand dollars in purse money between the five of them. Mm-hmm. At fifteen dollars a piece, that is two hundred people in the grandstands to pay the modifieds. What two hundred people want to come watch five modifieds? Shane's whole family. The families, right? <laughs> okay. And this is why I did the math because I didn't want to get on here and sh- I, I've, I've been harsh on this division and I didn't want to just get on here and be like, oh, the modifieds don't deserve to run at New Smyrna. I, I, I don't think that any class should be ostracized. But when you look at the numbers, f- to run a 50-lap race, to pay the top five is $3,000. And this whole thing of New Smyrna doesn't want these other cars to come because they got to pay all these cars – we're paying the top dollar. We're paying the top money regardless of how many cars show up. So $3,000 for five cars is going out the window just to have a 50-lap modified race. Um, you know, you add five other cars, and it's maybe another $1,000. So that's another handful of people. Yeah, I think people assume that paying from fourth back is what costs the track. No, it's not. It's the... No, top the cost three. is the top down, and the top the top purse is what gets paid out, regardless of how many yeah. cars show up. We, we, so it's three thousand dollars out the window, regardless. Can't say we. I don't work there. 
New Smyrna doesn't change the purse based on what cars show up. Right. If they cut if they the laps, adver- they still pay the purse. If they advertise 2,000 to win and three cars show up, it's 2,000 to win. Yeah. Oh, and, and I should say New Smyrna didn't. New Smyrna does not cut the laps. The drivers vote if they want to cut the laps. So I want to make that very clear because uh, that is an area of contention. Um, and I was in the meeting. The meeting was about over, and one of the drivers, I, I want to say it was Jerry or Wayne. I can't remember which one now. They were like, hey, are we still doing 50? And they all agreed on 35. So that's what they raced, and they got 50 lap payout. And that's great. But my, my whole thing is, is it sustainable to run these high-dollar divisions? And, and yes, you guys can laugh at the payout. These are the high-dollar divisions, whether the payout is on par or not. Is it sustainable to run five-car, six-car modified slash late model races and continue to do it? Nobody's getting excited for that. Nobody is. That's why I made the trucks the main event. That's why I put a lot of the attention on the trucks. I'm like, I feel like people can get excited about a decent truck field because there's going to be a decent truck field. There's probably not going to be a big modified field. And that is not to take away from the efforts of Jerry Simons. Wayne Parker, Timmy Moore, Shane Held, and, and, and Alan Bruns. That is not to take away from those guys. They put all the effort in the world to be there, and without them, there's nothing, and five is better than nothing. But I just got to ask, is it sustainable? And I don't think it is. I think it's doing nothing but costing the track money. If we just went pure EMOD and moved the EMOD up to modified payout, and if that sponsor wants to come along and move it up, that EMOD division could thrive get some people in the seats and be a lot more fun. I think so. That is my thinking. That is my thought. That is my analysis. And that is what I do on this podcast. Wayne Parker, Jerry Simons, Timmy Moore, Alan Brown, Shane Held, you don't have to agree with me, but don't be offended because I'm trying to think of what could make a better show at New Smyrna. So that is my thought there. Just like I had the same thought with the Mod Mini and everything that transpired with all that. If you didn't listen to the last show, go back and listen to it before uh, before you come back and listen to the second half of the show because we have some stuff to talk about. Um, any final thoughts on New Smyrna this Saturday? No, oh, it was a good night. It and was, we were done by like 10 o'clock. Done by 10 o'clock, home by midnight, and I had fun. I really did. I had a, I had a blast. Yeah, it was fun. It was really fun. This weekend is leg number three for the Florida Sunbelt Series. Um so we got Super Lates, we got the LKQ Super Stocks, which signed me up for that. I am there. I cannot wait. Uh, Bomberays, Ground Pounder Boys, and Mon Minis. Um, I said on the hot lap, I'm like, I don't think anyone else is running Super Late models. And then like 10 minutes later, I got on Facebook and saw the North Wilkesboro race. Is a It's Southern- canceled. It's canceled? Yes. What? This weekend is canceled. Whoa. I literally just read that. Joe Winchell just posted it. Really? Oh, man, because I was just going to say I saw the entry list, and I don't blame any of these people for going up there and wanting to be a part of that. But, like, I saw John um, Kaufman and Rich Clouser Thursday, and Daniel Friday, Dye. and Saturday have been canceled. Oof. Okay, that's big news. Um, that changes everything. Because I was looking at the entry list, and I'm like, oh, no, we're going to be – I mean, even Dusty Williams in the 28 was on that entry list. So I'm like, ooh, we're going to be picking at scraps. It might be a tough draw. Um, but if weather's going to cancel there, well, hang um, on, because oh. that says that's on that XR, which you can buy thing. So let me let me do some more research before. Okay, I well, I know that there was a big Southern Super Series race scheduled, and it could be a tough draw for Super Late models this weekend. But also, our weather's not looking that great either. But we're recording. I'm this, rain dancing. We're recording this on a Tuesday, and I've seen the weather completely do a 180 before Saturday, and I've seen it be clear. 
and then change to rain. So uh, don't take this as a weather forecast on this podcast. But anyways, it is what it is. We're going to work through it, and we're going to get through it. And those that show up will have a shot to win three grand So and be a Sunbelt Series winner. So we'll follow up on that maybe on the second half. Yeah, I'm so. looking. Anyways, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And uh, for those of you that might be hitting the fast forward button on this because you you're pissed at us and don't want to listen to what we have to say, um, the thing you're listening for is coming up after the break. Don't go anywhere. Plenty to talk about. Um, yes, we're going to address the elephant in the room. We're going to talk about the blowback from last week, the NASCAR race, and much, much more. So come back after the break. <laughs> Hey everyone, wanted to take a quick moment and thank our wonderful partners here at the Racing with Ryan podcast. Remember, you can become a partner of the show for just $5 an episode. You can buy one episode or you can buy a bundle of episodes. There's never any obligation to continue after your episodes expire. There's never going to be any pressure. Um, If you like what we do here on this podcast, if you want to support the podcast, um, it, it helps us travel. It, uh, it helps us upgrade equipment. It, it helps keep the show going, and uh, it helps show your appreciation. And we can help you get your business out there to the people that listen to this show because, believe it or not, quite a few people tune in on a regular basis. So $5 an episode gets you on board. And speaking of coming on board, we welcome Schultz Engineered Products and Schultz Racing Fuel Cells to the Racing with Ryan podcast as a brand-new sponsor here I mean, think about it. Every race car needs a fuel cell, so you might as well go with the best. You can check them out at SchultzProducts.com. Did you know they created the new fuel cans that they use in every NASCAR pit stop in the top three series? It's the self-ventilating one, the one that got rid of the catch can man. Uh, Much safer design, much more efficient. Um, So Schultz Engineer Products, I mean, they're in every single NASCAR pit stop that you see on TV, so... Obviously, right there, that tells you very reputable company. So if you need a fuel cell, I would recommend checking out Schultz Racing Fuel Cells and uh, get on board with them. They're the official racing fuel cell of the SVRA. What is that, you ask? That is the Sports Car Vintage Racing Association. So, so many accolades by this company. Uh, so many great products. Again, we welcome Schultz Racing Fuels and Schultz Engineered Products to the Racing with Ryan podcast check them out check them out at schultzproducts.com of course we thank american auto Um, they've been on board with us for a long long time one of the first major sponsors to jump on and support the show Um, they've done so much for us not only just supporting the podcast but making sure our vehicle is up to standard you know we we bought a new vehicle when we had the baby and we want to make sure that it's running well because Let's be real. We bought the car for the baby, and uh, EJ always takes good care of us. Of course, American Auto, located at 1523 South Dixie Freeway in New Smyrna Beach, Florida, and you can call them for any of your business needs at 386-428-1941 for fast, dependable service you can always count on, American Auto. And we also thank 124 Welding and Fabrication. Of course, that's Ron D'Alessandro's company. Uh, Make sure you check out his Etsy store. Go to Etsy, type in 124 Welding and Fab. It'll pop right up. Um, Obviously, if you need welding and fabrication needs, he'll take care of you. Um, He also does great metal work. I mean, he made the trophies for the Florida Southern Ground Pounder uh, banquet last year. Um, It would be great to get him to do the... uh, 
the banquet for for the track this year because his products are just outstanding, top notch. Um, he made the the racing with Ryan plaque that we have here uh, in the studio. I'm looking at it right now. Just fantastic work. Uh, we've we've given his work as gifts, and uh, it, it would make a great gift for you to give to your loved one or uh, to hang up in the man cave. He's got all kinds of great stuff. Check out his Etsy store and support him there. Uh, he just re-upped with the show, so he'll be on board for a long, long time, and we really, really appreciate that. Uh, some other thank yous here. Big thank you to 70 Motorsports again, uh, contributing for another month of the show, and we greatly appreciate that. Uh, Chris 70 becoming one of the top runners in the Bomber A division, perhaps a win just around the corner there, so keep your eye on the number 13 Bomber A. Chris 70 now a big supporter of the Racing with Ryan podcast. We also thank Andy Morrison and his company, Never Give Up. They do auto, auto parts pickup and delivery. Uh, so if you need anything done, just get a hold of Andy. See what he can do for you. Um, he's definitely willing to help you out. Uh, he's got great products for sale. I know he's got Never Give Up hats, and he's got his Never Give Up stickers on a lot of the bomber cars. Uh, big race fan and huge supporter of the Racing with Ryan podcast. So we thank him as well. Also, Jeff White Racing. They came on board as a major sponsor a couple of weeks ago. Also, they support uh, the... Ashley Holmes Jack's truck segments when the trucks race and we talk about the trucks. So they support us in a number of ways here. And uh, we hope that you'll support them too. They've got a great shop. So if you need anything done, um, I know another one of our sponsors actually just picked up their truck chassis from Jeff White Racing. So we should see another truck out on track here very, very shortly. So thanks to Jeff White Racing for coming on board. Also got to thank Bromley Motorsports for sponsoring a number of episodes here on the Racing with Ryan podcast. And, um, you know, they're, they're just a great bunch of people, and uh, we really appreciate their support, along with Doug Samian. Doug Samian has come on board as a supporter of the Racing with Ryan podcast as well. You can ch- check out Doug, I believe, this weekend. He'll be racing his LKQ Superstock, so we appreciate his support here. And we thank Ken Copley and his sponsors as well for supporting the EMOD segments uh, it's been a while since we've had an EMOD segment, so I want Ken to get his name out there and uh, wanted to show our appreciation for Ken Copley Racing and all of our sponsors here at the Racing with Ryan podcast. Again, uh, $5 an episode. You can come on board one episode. If you if you want, if you want, you can do one. If you want to do 100, you can do 100. If you just want to, hey, here's 20 bucks, throw me on the show. We'll take care of you. We keep track of everything, and uh, sometimes we give you bonus episodes um, just because we appreciate your support. So thank you all for listening. All right, welcome back to the show. Now let's go ahead and address what happened last week. Now, on this show, uh, we talked about the Mod Mini race, and we mentioned a certain team that had put together a new car. And from the driver himself, mm-hmm. I have car 30... Owner? from From Tim, from Tim Volpius. I got $35,000 wrapped up in this car from him, okay? Our point, now, your your point may come from more of a personal situation. And you said what you had to say, and you, you know, the, the repercussions of, of that have come through, and it is what it is. My whole point was it's stupid to brag about having a $35,000 race car and then bitch about $250 to win. Yeah. That was my point. Yep. And that's where I come from, too, because I feel like in order for this Mod Mini division to get back to the car count it was or to get to to entice people to come race weekly, and I'm focused on the weekly stuff. If you're building $35,000 cars to go 
win all the big money races, more power to you. And, and I thought what they did with the Sermons race when they took George's car out was admirable. And that's why I had them on the show. That's why I praised them. But yet, I say I don't like their the direction they went with this car. And if they didn't complain about it on Facebook and, and say, you know, all of this for 200 to win and take it as a joke, that's what rubs me the wrong way. Because people will see that and be like, I ain't going to race there. I literally said you don't get a nickname like Mr. Ministock because you suck at what you do. So y'all are hearing what you wanted to hear. Yeah. I don't, it's what and you heard you know what? and took offense to is not my problem. I get it. You know, it's, it, it's not, I, I feel like what we had to say wasn't probably their intentions. They built a car to go win. And guess what? They built it within the rules and there's nothing stopping them from doing that. I just don't think that's the right way to do it. But for him to spin it as if, you know, we were just these terrible people for saying what we had to say. Read the message. Um, I will. I will. So I've got the, because the, Timmy message, she's got, you know, the private message from me. And um, so I figured I'll, I'll read a, a part here from the message that uh, will kind of back up where I, I thought, what I, I, why I said what I had to say on the piece. Um, you know, he says it's an unreal piece and it is, it's a, Beautiful piece of craftsmanship. It's an awesome-looking race car. No doubt about it. But he says, and I quote, I can tell you coming up there and dominating everybody like that is not good for the class. But you have no clue about the BS that comes back to me. So we kind of had a mission Saturday night. Is that more or less not what we were getting at? Yeah, it's we not said good he, for the class. Yes, and him saying that they came out to prove a point. Well, he literally, we were on a mission. Yeah. Sorry, From next Tim time himself. we'll use your actual words so that you can't twist ours. And you know what? And I said what I have to say. I'm not sorry for what I said because I didn't mean anything bad by it. I just, I was being constructive. I'm not sorry for that. I'm not taking back what I said. If you have a problem with it, come see me face to face. Don't talk mm -hmm. about me on Facebook. Yep. You walked past me four times Saturday night. And then he continues to talk about how Rusty's talking about a six-pack series with the Mod Minis next year. And I said, I and look, I said, I completely understand. I understand where they're coming from because when people talk shit on Facebook, it does motivate you. Absolutely. I said, I completely understand. So much BS talk on Facebook these days. I agree a six-pack series would work. Just need to make it worthwhile for those out-of-towners to come. So, and we said it, you know, if they're going to do less races, then maybe they could add more to it yep. as far as the payout. And we could get a, we could get away from this all this for 200 to win. But I would like to see some cost-cutting rules go into it. It's like I talked to Rod and Alessandro, one of our sponsors here, because I wanted to make sure that our sponsors didn't feel like we went too far by speaking our opinions last week. And no, none of the sponsors were offended. Um, and Ron said, yeah, that's why I like rules that actually put things in place to protect the racers and how much they can spend. Rules that actually are rules. Right. So Tim Volpius and Volpius Motorsports, if you were offended, which you obviously were by what we had to say last week, um, I feel like it's going to put a chip on your shoulder. It's going to motivate you guys. You're going to go whoop that ass at showtime this week and more power to you. Um, and no, I'm not trying to, to turn around and do a 180. I'm being honest with that as well. Um, you guys built a car within the rules of the Mod Minis. 
and you went out and won the race. And I, I, we never said anything about... I just want to know what accusations. We never said the car was illegal. I nope, know that never. Ted Volpius does not build illegal cars. Because guess what? That's Tech's job to find, not our job to speculate. But I don't know what, what's in that thing. I wasn't there to build it. I know you got a lot of money in it, and I think that defeats the purpose of the class, but that's my opinion. Well, and, and, then the whole people and I feel want that it, way about every class. The whole, if you can't, the whole, if you can't afford to race this class, then find a different one. No. That's not what the mod minis are about, man. I'm telling you, people's money doesn't impress me. These people that roll in with these giant trucks and these stacker trailers and these crazy 35000 plus, these, these super late models, all this money, the money doesn't impress me. Guess what? I don't make much money. I don't have a whole lot. But I'm happy that I'm able to make do with what I have. So I guess I live on a different plane of existence than everybody else, and that's fine. If you want to call me an asshole because I, I guess we're the first people to ever – speak out i don't think they really something. have an issue with what was said i think they have an issue with who said it well i guess so and and i get maybe they're not used to the criticism because they don't get criticism much because they're successful but well, and honestly like i said i'm not going to take back what i said not going to go back on what i said i will deal with the repercussions of that that's well, fine we're no longer associated with the team so there you go and that's not by my choice no but the only person i will apologize to is brad blanton sure that's it. And I, I will do that face-to-face. Collateral face to, damage there. Sorry. I will do that face-to-face face with Brad. There you go. Because unlike the person who sent me a text message that wanted to talk about who my real friends are because you don't like that I mentioned Shane Satoris, um, you blocked me on Facebook and then sent me that text message. Yep. I, I didn't feed into it because I, I don't have to. I figured, oh, I'll see Timmy at the racetrack. He'll come talk to me in person. You walked past me four times Saturday night. Oh, well, here's the you thing. You saw me. I know you did. We made, we made eye contact. And I then give. you chose Sunday to get on Facebook and run your mouth. I ran my I, mouth. Look, no, no uh, hang on. Let me finish. I'm going to be angry. Go ahead. They all want to claim that I'm angry, and I, start, I started the podcast off sounding pissy. I'm not mad about this whole situation. I don't give a shit what you post on Facebook. Don't block me. Don't send me a text message, which here's how important you were in my life. I didn't even have your phone number saved. Don't send me a text message, which it was just incoherent babble and stupid, and then block me on Facebook so you can then go tag Ryan and get all butthurt about comments that I made so you and your gang of idiots that all fucking don't like us anyways can get on and run their mouths. I give him credit for tagging me. If you're so busy, quote unquote, hashtag digging in the shop, why are you posting on Facebook? I I I appreciate Look, the fact I'm that glad he, had he the tagged balls you. I'm glad he tagged you. Why After was he I blocked? blocked? You, but why was I blocked? Because I commented I mean, because I made the comment that he gets on Facebook and runs his mouth. I'm sure I'll get blocked next, but because I mean if 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 they block you, you can see it through my stuff. So I, mean, I can see it see through it. my three other accounts too. Oh, that too. Sock Lock your accounts. shit down. Um, I, so Timmy, I appreciate you. I don't have an issue with anything anybody says. Tagging about me. me and speaking your mind because guess what? We got on our platform and we said what we had to say. Um, and my intentions were for the overall health of the class and not so much to put you down because you all are going to do whatever you're going to do. And my words, whether good or bad, obviously the good stuff I had to say about you guys for after the sermons race didn't resonate because. Um, they heard what they wanted to hear. Right. Um, you know, when I brought this podcast back, when I asked, should I bring it back? One of the biggest things I got was, yeah, but you can't come on here and be a kiss ass. Well, 
I didn't kiss your ass this time, and I apologize for having an opinion that was mm-hmm. uh, insulting to you. And you have every right to post what you posted about me in the podcast and, and saying, and here's the thing, th- this podcast is not monetized via clicks. So, um, Oh, but if it was, you'd be paying for my vacation that starts yeah, on Thursday. It was a very popular episode for the wrong reasons. I'm not trying to do this to, to piss people off, but in my position, I'm gonna inevitably, I'm gonna piss somebody off. I'm gonna have to analyze the situation with two parties involved or three or four, and I'm gonna piss somebody off. If, you know, I wonder how Ross Chastain would feel listening to you pick him apart every week, Margo. He'd be like, who's that bitch? I don't remember her. Right, and he's not going to let it affect him, and he's going to go on. I wonder how Rick Ware Racing feels about the Door Bumper Clear podcast picking on them every single week when they're in the way. And now, this is a, you know, uh, (laughs) Volpius is way up here, Rick Ware Racing is way on the bottom. But if every podcast is eventually going to say something that pisses somebody off. And I the mean, fact that it took us 59 whatever episodes no, no, to get no. there. No, 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 57. Remember my, uh, bri- my, my sigh? Oh, you're sighing. Well, mm-hmm. uh, look, we could either sit back and never say anything about racing on our Facebook pages, on our podcast, on New Smyrna's social media, and they did that for years, and there was never any coverage of any kind. And now there is coverage, and we have uh, – we give opinions – we state things that happen, and we're not always going to see it eye to eye. And I'm okay if I got to be the hated person in the pits because I do a podcast to try to keep racing relevant in this area. Then hi, so welcome be to the it. club. I guess I'll be the asshole. Um, so Timmy, I I I really it, like I I did not mean for it to come across as a personal attack to you. Um, it's more of a I don't agree with the model. Um, but you have the freedom to do however and whatever you want, and you're going to do that. And now you're going to have a chip on your shoulder, and if you never speak to me again, I'm going to leave that to you because if you were to come up to me on Saturday or, or, or later on this year and be like, I'm still pissed at what you had to say. I'm, I'm hurt by it. Um, I, I could respect that. We can move on if you want, um, and if not, it, it is what it is. Um, I do want to address a couple of other people. Um, Ryan Balah. <laughs> You've got to be one of the most two-faced people I've ever, ever dealt with in my life. For you to say that you listen to the podcast and message Margo and say you were rolling and laughing and you enjoyed the show, and then to get on Timmy Volpius's post and have his back, which is fine. He's your buddy. You can do that. But you can't send a message a day or two before saying that you loved it and then go on this post and suck up to Timmy because Timmy was mad at me. Well, the first, see, wasn't your first encounter with Brian Bellaw, him talking about how nobody gives a shit about ground pounders? Yes, and now he works the ground pounders and loves them. And it sent me like a five paragraph essay, apologize, which that, I'm not going to get into that because I actually respect him oh, for that's, sending that's me. that's a personal thing, whatever. I respect him for sending me that message. That's fine. But, and then he goes, when I responded to him the next day to the ground pounder deal, he goes, I listened to your all's podcast this morning. It was off the chain. OMG, honest talk. I was in stitches. And then he goes on and says that the addition of me makes it comical. Thank you. Yeah. Thank so, you. I think I'm funny. I think I'm hilarious. You either, you either listen to the show, and I feel like he was being very sarcastic to you. Oh, um, yeah. He's and, a troll. I don't yeah. care. I've known him. Like He, he was mm-hmm. trolling you, um, but he is so two-faced, and... and 
I remember I made Make that whole fake damn. ground pounder thing to to, <laughs> to dig at him a couple of years ago, and he fell for it hook, line, and sinker and showed his ass that day. And he always does. He shows his ass all the time. And you know what? I don't care if that guy ever likes me. Again, he can come up to the suite this weekend and box me if he wants. I don't freaking care. I'll sell some tickets to it. Um, yeah, why I, are you going to invite people to punch you in the face when I'm not there? Uh, Tom will be there to video. Um, but I can't do it. I just... You know, th- this guy, he's a, he's a lost cause. Um, I did unblock him on the, the Tracks Facebook page. I'm like, you know what, buddy? You want to show your ass? Show your ass to the public. Um, and, I, and I blocked him because he was bitching about Driver of the Week, which is a voting thing to make people feel good and to get their get them in front of the thing and not go off performance, go off fan vote to get the fans involved. That's the whole point of it. You don't like it, do your own thing like Bob Say did. Um, Jason Boyd, who posted something which was so, so nice and, and, and just so warm and fuzzy uh, <laughs> about how just how much he hates me. And um, he's still upset about the time I didn't video his team's car because he was being an asshole all week long on social media to me and the track. Um, you know, did I stoop to his level? Yeah. But you know what? Jason Boyd, here's what I have to say to you. You're lucky they still let you in the gates. To Elaine Evans, who... I don't know who you are. I don't think I've ever had an encounter with you, but anytime I've run across you on Facebook, you've been nothing but a nasty wench. Um, you wanted to That's call me and Rusty, drag Rusty into this whole thing when he had nothing to do with any of this. Um, you want to drag me and, and Rusty through the mud because you're blocked on Facebook. Um, that happened in 2016, and it was in June of 2016. I have the screenshot right here. Um I did not have access to the Facebook page until November of 2016 because Scott Corman was busy and he wanted me to help with Governor's Cup stuff. You're welcome. Sorry. You want to be nasty? You can continue to be nasty and you can show your ass now too. So that's what I have to say to those people. Um, Everybody else that jumped on that post, and a a lot of them were just backing up uh, uh, Timmy and and that's fine. But a lot of people who did respond to that post were, were people that I felt like don't like me anyways. So they more or less confirm my suspicions and um, they got, you know, uh, Timmy felt like maybe we dragged him through the mud a little bit and he was able to use his platform and, and do the same. So it, um, it it is what it is. And eventually, I, and I knew that doing the show, eventually uh, someone was not going to like something that was said and um, it's probably going to happen again. And if it happens, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm, and, and again, I'm, I'm glad Timmy had the balls. I, I I wish it didn't block you, Margo, but I'm glad he had the balls to at least tag me in it so that uh, I'm kind of glad. Like, I'm not glad that he blocked me, but I'm glad that I couldn't see that post because in the end, I don't care what these people think of me. They're not. I don't work for any of them anymore. Um, they don't pay my bills. Nope. They, they're not family. They're not part of uh, and let, uh, my family. Don't even like me. You think I care what other people think? My family doesn't even like me. I don't give a shit what a bunch of people from the racetrack think of me. My own family hates me. And you know what? I we're don't not, We're care. not going to use this to be like, oh, everyone hates us. Let's go stir up shit. No, I don't care, though. But we are going to analyze the things that we see, and we're going to give our thoughts to it. There is nothing so. that anybody else could ever say about me that I haven't heard before. And if there is, and you come up with new material, can you please give it to me? Because I am hardest on myself. Yeah, it, it's funny. All, all the the haters, uh, they basically said the same thing they said to me like two years ago when they started hating me. So 
they're just they're so stuck on that. You were so great before you started dating me. I'm a pit lizard, blah blah blah. You know all the shit I've listened to for 15 no, years it, because it I've only matter. ever it's dated people from the racetrack because I grew found up at the my racetrack. Voice and I'm not afraid to say things against him when I see stupid shit. So, anyways, yeah, see, the issue with everybody has with me is I found my voice when I was about Peyton's age. And I ain't shut up since then. See, everybody was like, oh, that guy, he's so quiet. Well, no, he's y'all not. broke me out of my shell, so here you go. Um, and and the, the thing is, like, 90% of the people that we deal with, I have the utmost respect for. And I still have respect for Volpe's Motorsports. I just don't think it's... Again, y'all heard the show last week, and if you didn't, then go back and listen to it. You'll know exactly what I said and where I based it from, because I read that message on the show earlier today. And uh, if it stirs another Facebook post up, then it stirs another Facebook post up. Um, like somebody uh, said to me, hey, this is your battle. So uh, I'm going to make sure that uh, if someone wants to take what we had to say and, you know, feel a certain way about it, that uh, we go back and, and and we talk about it. So there it is. That's I uh, know what camp I always have a home in. There you go. And My own. Like I said, the only person I'm trying to make happen, uh, to make happen, to make happy is Peyton, and uh, she seems to be pretty happy. Shit about me. So, well, who does? <laughs> no, um, any final thoughts on that before we tie a bow? I don't plan to address it again. I think we've said what we had to say. Look, I think you showed me one comment from that whole thread, and I was like, I don't care to read that. So, like, I slept just fine all weekend. I know the world is me pissed. Too. I know everybody's pissed off at me. I only care about one person being pissed off at me. Yep. Like I said, that is Brad Blanton, and that is a conversation that he and I will have face-to-face and next I've time been, I see him. I've been doing this, and I've been giving my honest thoughts for two years now, whatever it is, and no one's ever come up to me in the pit. Bobby Holly's crewman is about the only guy that's ever had an actual conversation with me, and we didn't agree, and that's fine. And um, he, he looks at me, you know, cross-eyed now. That is what it is. So, anyway. Nope, I have no final thoughts because I didn't have any thoughts to begin with. That's uh, that's all I had to say on the topic. Um, Philippines Motorsports, uh, wish you guys the best with whatever you decide to do. Go win that money in Showtime. Um, let's talk about the NASCAR race at Michigan. You actually watched this one with me. That- I watch most of them. I'm really mad that they were in Michigan last weekend and not, and not this, this weekend. weekend. Yeah, because it's only like three timing. hours from where I'm going to be. So, like, totally would drive down. So you missed. Well, it's like an hour from where I'm flying into. It ran late because of the rain. And we had a pretty elaborate dinner plan. So you got up for about, what, the last 15 laps and we're in the kitchen? Um, yeah, so but I was listening. You to were it. listening, yeah. I mean, that was honestly the best time to get up because nothing really happened after that final restart. But what did you think of the race at Michigan? I thought it was a good race. I thought it was a good race, too. I thought it was a really good race. I thought I was very entertained. Um, I wanted so bad to be a Ty Gibbs fan for like 30.30 seconds. Why is that? When he uh, had every opportunity to spin Ross Chastain, oh. he didn't. Well, Chris- Christopher <laughs> Bell tried to block him, and it didn't work out uh, for him. Nope, I meant, no, wait, yep. And that was Christopher Bell that got involved there. Yeah, but Ty Gibbs almost wrecked him. Did he? Yeah. I don't remember that, but, um, no, I-, I thought the Michigan race was really good. Um, I had to bite my tongue and say that it wasn't Ross Chastain's fault what happened with Christopher Bell. I don't know about you, but just to kind of go through this chronologically real quick, um, what do you think of the big wreck early on after the the competition caution with Yaley staying out in the Rick Ware car? Because everybody is hounding Rick Ware. Like, why would you stay? Spending all that money to finish three hundred laps down every week. Every week. But why? Why are they trying to stay in that position? Are they trying to hold their charter? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. Can we get some better drivers? JJ Yaley ain't that's doing it. That's why I hate it. the charter system. It just allows these crappy ass teams to run like shit every week and I'm get away sorry. with it. I'm sorry. It makes me so mad that people like JJ Yaley. Well, not. I don't have any. And I hate that BJ McLeod's lumped in that, but they, but they just don't have the resources. So. I hate that these guys all have cars because they have a charter, charter, charter. Yet Ryan Priest could actually do something if he had the right equipment. We've seen him in a Rick Ware car. He's done good in a Rick Ware car. He's done better in a Rick Ware car than any of Rick Ware's actual drivers have done. Yeah, sure. I guess just keep putting Cody Ware and... What's his son? What do you, you think is going to happen? Nepotism. <laughs> Jesus. Nepotism is wrong. Look at the Dylan brothers. Here, here's, here's my big takeaway from that wreck is safer barriers are the best thing that's ever happened to racing. That was a hard hit. That was brutal. I, those cars, they have not crumpled very much because there's not a lot of crumple space within. The body's basically like built on the chassis. You look at it wrong and it flies apart, though. Well, it flies apart because it's a composite body. But I mean, that hit, when it just shot up the racetrack like that and just, I mean, head, I mean, that, that was very reminiscent of uh, wrecks that have killed or hurt people. Uh, so to see Austin Cindric, and I'm not the biggest Austin Cindric fan, but to see him climb out of that thing, because that was a scary couple of moments, because that car just, it snapped and it went. There was no time to slow down. And thank goodness we went up to full song, but that was still a hard hit. I feel like these cars are so weak, and you can tell that by the fact that Ricky Stenhouse barely scraped the wall and was done for the day. They're tough in so many aspects, um, as far as, like, they're rigid as hell. Uh, rigid? Rigid as hell. Rigged. <laughs> They're rigid as hell. It's rigged. Um, but some of the suspension components and the, you know, with the independent suspension, the toe links are the biggest issue this year. When when we get that figured out, make those where you can actually make a little contact. Because I, I, Ricky, we went to commercial, come back, Ricky's in the garage. And we're like, why? And he just barely made contact with Yaley and screwed up his left front. And that was it. Yeah. And even like, you're like, well, why is he out? Was he involved? Yeah, I'm I thought like, he no, he up. skirted through. Yeah. Because you even like, oh, Ricky was right in there, but he got through. And then I was like, I was like, oh, two weeks in a row with a near miss. And then Austin messaged me. He's like, Pockrass says that Ricky's out. W He's like, what the hell? He's like, I didn't even think he hit. So Yeah, the, uh, he really just made contact. And that's been, I mean, if you think, remember Kyle Bush at Darlington, he got wrecked with Keselowski, and he just barely grazed through there. Yeah. And it ruined his left run, too. On the topic of Kyle Bush. Yeah. His interview after being taken out at lap 17. Well, you, you hear all the rumors now, don't you? Do you think he's biting his tongue? Hoping that one of those... It'd be really weird to see him go to a Chevy. Do you think he's going to be with Gibbs next year? No. With all this going on? No. Do you, So, where does he go? Do you think he goes to Stuart Haas? I, I would like for him to come back to Hendrick. <laughs> he ain't going to Hendrick. Hendrick I know. That, there's too many bridges crap. burned there, yeah. but... Um, I don't it, think he's going to go to... I don't the, know. The biggest thing a lot of people don't think about is Kyle Busch Motorsports is a Toyota team. Maybe he'll go to 23XI. In so, what, replace Kurt before Tyler Reddick comes over? Do you think they buy, oh, if, buy another charter? Buy another car? I mean, if I'm Joe Gibbs and Kyle Busch is not signing with me because he's demanding X amount of money, and I've seen what Ty Gibbs has done, as much as this pains me to say to get a top 10 at Michigan this week and I, run solidly in a car that he's never driven before for three weeks in a row. We I'd put him in the 18. I bet you could get a Kyle Busch, because Kyle Busch's last few seasons have not been great if you look we at the statistics. We know that Ty Gibbs is going to Joe Gibbs. We know that. Eventually, but is it this year? Or does he replace Truex? That's the that's the thing right now. Nobody knows. The domino right now, when Kurt, Bu Kurt when Kyle Busch lands somewhere, 
that domino is going to fall, and we're going to learn a lot about NASCAR silly season. It sounds like Eric Amarola is staying. Sounds like Cole Custer. Listen to this. Excuse me. Excuse me. My goodness. Um, sounds like Cole Custer will be going to Rick Ware Racing next year. So who goes oh, to the good. 41? So because if his brakes are on fire, <laughs> at least he'll already be in the garage. So, and, and again, that's speculation and a rumor, too. A lot of people are saying. Cole Custer going to Rick Ware? It, it's almost like Rick Ware with Stuart Haas Racing. Kind of like when Priest runs. And it's yeah, well, no, no, I get it. Yeah. But like, so that they can mm. try to get Kyle Busch over there. Because Tony Stewart wants him. Now. Where are we going to put Ryan Priest at? Ryan Priest ain't racing next year. Sorry. Um, the, here's the, the next team that has entered the Kyle Busch docks. It's a Chevy team. Colleague Racing is thinking about picking him up. That would be something. Better than Noah Gragson. That Well, he's going to the 42. So they say. There's going to be a lot of dominoes moving chairs here in a minute. And things are about to fall. No, and this is why I love listening to podcasts. Because I get all this insight. And it, it really gets me thinking. So I love it. Love it. Um... I called it. You did. All right, so let's get back to the race. And you're like, wow, that's a ballsy, ballsy, ballsy pick. And I'm like, Haha, no, it's not. He's got six, well, six Michigan wins. The Toyotas had the fastest cars all weekend long. I mean, Bubba laid down a hell of a qualifying lap. Um, Denny Hamlin was faster than a rocket ship. He should, if, if, he, if Denny Hamlin did not get that speeding penalty or too many crew members over the wall penalty. Yeah, he was the end, over the wall. Because he came from 23rd to 3rd on that final. Re- he was the only guy that could really pass anybody. It was tough to pass. The racing was tough. You had to get everything you could on a restart. When they got strung out, it was tough to make passes. It wasn't impossible, and you could work with other drivers to make passes. It was a chess match. It was decent. But Hamlin flew through there. Um, that last restart when when Chastain and Bell got together because remember uh, Chastain and Daniel Suarez who were leading that second to last stint they pitted and then they came back out and they were a lap down still the wreck happens when Bell blocked Chastain who was on fresh tires they went to the wall caution comes out traps Suarez and Chastain a lap down takes him out of contention yep. and then the restart then was because Hamlin had the penalty Ty Gibbs had a penalty so the restart was Kevin Harvick, who you picked as your driver without a win to win. Mm-hmm. I think you picked him overall, too. So yep. you just I straight him up picked him. Because um, you don't know what you're talking about and stuff. Um, so it was he versus Bubba, who sat on the pole, had a fast car, but Bubba lost track position by pitting early in the race at the competition caution, and it took him till that last part of the race to get up there. If Bubba didn't battle so long with Joey Logano, if he was able to get by Logano within – you know, a couple of laps. Do you think he could have given Harvick a run for the money? There? I think he could have, but like the he clean said, air was just king. Joey was making sure that he got another Ford contract. Yeah, I mean, Joey, Joey did a lot with a little. If you ask me, that car was not fast. I don't like him. I know you don't, but his car was not fast, and he made the most out of it, and I respect that. Um, um, I need people to stop being so hard on Bubba Wallace because he's tired of finishing second. You know, like Bubba, you can, Bubba you, Wallace has to stop being hard on Bubba Wallace. Okay, but I see these guys, like, I see him go out, and he's upset, visibly upset, because he had the fastest car. Yeah, and he, he knows qualified that, on the pole. He knows he, that finishing second doesn't get him anywhere right now. Michael Jordan doesn't sign checks to losers. But, so I see him showing the, just this raw emotion, which if somebody's pissed off and showing raw emotion, that's fine, but God forbid he be sad. And then everybody wants to get on Facebook. Oh, what a baby back bitch. Yeah, they all want to say he's playing the victim. Like, just um, just say you're racist. It's fine. I, I think the pressure gets to him, but but Bubba has to, and I, I'm not going to fault him for his his 
post-race interview, but he's got to get, he, he adds too much stress to his own self. He's got enough stress as it is being in the position he is in. Which, and so many people, oh, he has that stress because he put it on himself and, God oh, forbid he speak his own goddamn The only mind. thing he does is pull the race card and blah, blah, blah. Y'all. That's just stupid. I'm Sorry. glad that two years later he's still living rent-free in your heads because he don't know a damn one of y'all's names. You know, Bubba Wallace is allowed to have his own thoughts. If you don't have to like it, if you don't like it. But I, I just, my only problem with his pre-race interview is he's got to Post-race. savor the moment a little bit more. And there, I mean, imagine if Brennan Gaughan finished second, how happy he'd be. Yeah. Imagine, remember when Rich Bickle finished fourth in the Brickyard 400 and you would have thought he just won the championship? No. Well, go back and watch the video. It's heartwarming. Um, Bubba gets out and I get it, man. He felt like he let one get away and that's tough. That would be tough on my psyche too, but he's got to be stronger than that because if he can get out of the car and be like, dang, we're close again, but we've been on a, a roll lately we're going to take this as positive momentum and we're going to win one of these last three races. Instead, he gets out and goes, I let everybody down. I'm a failure. That's the kind of shit I do to myself. And that's why I was so sheltered in a cocoon my entire life. So, Well, at that, and people were giving him shit because after the, the interview after qualifying, when he, you know, doing the pole walk or whatever, mm-hmm. he's like, yeah, I have to go out and get the big trophy when it matters. And people are like, well, he's not what do you mean when it matters? Aspect. Like, you don't. He's got to win now to make it. He's not going to make it on points. Hell, the second place man in points might not make it on points, <laughs> uh, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Um, so overall, what what would you give the race overall on a scale of one to ten? A ten. I picked the winner. So you give it a ten out of ten? No, it was like an eight. An eight out of ten? Maybe seven. So I did score it real quick. I know people do enjoy this little scorecard here. Um, excuse me. Um, I gave the racing a seven because I thought it was okay. It was average. I give the excitement an eight. I thought it was an exciting race. Um, the thing that kills this race for me is going to be the finish because nothing really happened. Uh, Kevin Harvick kind of ran away there at the end. Like that last restart, uh, whoever got out in front ultimately settled it. Um, there was almost a yellow and Suarez blew the tire. Um, that didn't happen. So I give the finish, I just give it a three because it wasn't like, the worst finish in the world, but the finish of the race was almost with like 40 to go on the restart when Harvick got to the lead and that was it. So I give it a three lead changes. There was only 15 lead changes. So it wasn't there. There was a bunch of different people led a bunch of different laps at different periods. So it didn't feel like somebody just dominated, Yeah, but there just wasn't a lot of lead changes. So it got 15 that gets a four. It's kind of where we've been the last few weeks. Oh, the enjoyment overall, I give it a nine. I enjoyed Sit down and watching the race. Um, And that's going to score a 6.2, which I feel like I like the race, like, more than it scores. It just doesn't tally out to be all that high. So it gets a 6.2, but I still enjoyed the race. I I feel like if I could, like, grade grade on a curve, it would have gotten, like, an 8.2. But it gets a 6.2. And look at our total for the season. This is your favorite part. 6.66. It's evil. Devil horns. So... With, with that said, uh, oh, so do th- you know what my actual my like favorite part of the whole race broadcast was? What wasn't the lady that sang "Oh Canada" because she was so <laughs> out of tune? It threw me off. All right, Brad Doherty, Brad Doherty, I love him. Uh, during the I want to say the ones to watch portion, but I know that's not right. But like about halfway through the race. 
He was the only one that picked Kevin Harvick, and they were all giving him shit. They're like, oh, that's a bold pick. And I'm like, no. do y'all... He hasn't showed much lately. Listen here, Dale Jr. and Jeff Burton, or whoever the hell else is in the booth. Do y'all, like, know how good Fords are at Michigan? At Michigan. That's it. That's literally it right now. That's they, good. Fords have d- been struggling. They're but. from Michigan. They got to show yep. out for the hometown. They, they made the most of it. That's for sure. I want to go to that track. I wish I wasn't going to Michigan this week. I wish I would have gone last week. It would have been a good race to go to. Um, let's talk about the Could points here real quick. Could have broken out one of my old Kevin Harvick shirts from fucking years ago. And then after that, we'll quickly go around the state and we'll give out our Richard Cranium Awards. Um, I did forget to write that down earlier, but it's on there now. Um, playoffs. Harvick is in now because he's won. We have 15 different winners. I'm sorry, I didn't see that coming. At the beginning of the year, I did not see 15 winners coming. I think you called it. I did. (laughs) We still got three races to go. Do you think we see another winner either at Richmond, Watkins Glen, or Daytona? Yes. You think we do? Where do you think it's going to be, Daytona? Daytona. I mean, I know who you want it to be because that would just (laughs) completely blow everything up. So, as of right now, uh, Harvick wins. He's the 15th driver in. So we have all 15 winners, and now Ryan Blaney is on the bubble, second in points. Truex is out, fourth in points. How does that make you feel? Like, do, do you feel... I want to see Ryan Blaney get in. Do you feel Ryan Blaney, second in points, deserves to get in? I don't know. He's had a rough year, man. He's second in points. Should the second place man in points automatically be in the playoffs? Yeah. Ah, here. I'm going to see this is the big debate on Reddit right now. And I wholeheartedly disagree. At the start of the season, the drivers, the crews, the team owners, when they sign up to go NASCAR racing, they understand the playoffs work like so. If you win a race, you're most likely in the playoffs because we're going to take the top 16 winners and then the top 16 winners plus the regular season champion, if they haven't won a race, they're in, right? Um, up to 16 spots. And then we fill in the bottom in points. So you know the only way to ensure yourself to get in the playoffs is to win a race and be high up in points. Yeah. They have had 23 races at this point to win a race. Ryan, uh, Martin Truex and Ryan Blaney have failed to do so. So they are not locked in. Yes, you have guys like Kurt Busch who has missed races, who is probably going to make it in. You have Chase Briscoe. You have Daniel Suarez. You have Alex Bowman who backed into his freaking win. But you know what? The number one key to winning or or to make the playoffs is to win. And those guys have won. Because guess what? The last lap is the only one that counts as far as who wins. I know it's probably... It's going to be disappointing if Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex don't make it. They've had solid seasons. They just haven't gotten the key, and that's go to victory. That's what NASCAR wanted an emphasis on, and this season is highlighting that. And I think that's added to a lot of the drama, and I think it's great. I think it's incredible. Um, If you don't win a race, you don't win a race. Um, Ryan Blaney should have been a little more consistent, tried to win the regular season championship because then he'd be in. Or he should go win a race, and then he can still do that and be in. So – I don't want to see at this point, unless it's Ryan Blaney or Martin Truex, I don't want to see another winner because I feel like it'll dampen the excitement at Daytona because I want to go into Daytona with that one spot still open so anybody could win and be in. Because if we get 17 winners, you know who's out, right? Courtney. 
well, he doesn't count. Um, it is the lowest driver in points. So if let's say Ryan Blaney wins at Richmond this weekend, and we have 16 winners, right? So we, we got the 16 spots locked in, and now we'll start bumping winners if we get a new winner. If Ricky Stenhouse goes into Daytona and wins, but he's the lowest in points, he's out. He doesn't qualify for the championship. But if there's still that one open spot left and Ricky Stenhouse wins Daytona, not only I are will you die. happy because he won Daytona, but he's now in the playoffs. I will die. It, that would be like the Browns making it past round one of right. the NFL playoffs. That would be like me when we beat the Steelers that one time. I almost killed myself in the middle of that game, but we won it, God damn it. Was that, um, was that the shoot? No, that was the Kansas City game Okay. on fourth and whatever, and we let Chad Henney run on us. <laughs> um, that was like the ultimate dagger right in my heart. Um, Coming up in four weeks, the no, I don't, I don't feel the same way about the Browns this year as 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 we speak at the moment. But uh, back to racing, um, the battle for that final spot between Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex is going to be intense. It's going to be drama filled. Martin Truex is winning Richmond. Whoa, bold statement! For the third I think, time. I think you could be very, very right. Martin I Truex. won't be watching it, so nope, I will you'll, you'll be, be killing my liver out on the river see it eventually. Um, I think Truex is a good. Good pick to win. Uh, Denny Hamlin is my pick to win. Drivers that haven't got a win, obviously Truex. So you're just going to pick Truex overall. Yeah. And we're going to fill up the 16 slots just yep. like that. All right. Well, it's going to crush my poor. But Ricky Stenhouse could still win Daytona. Sure. <laughs> he could win Watkins Glen maybe if things go the right way. <laughs> no. Anyways, that's our. Uh, any final thoughts on NASCAR, Margo? Woohoo. <laughs> All right, good stuff. On to we watched we we watched Thunder Road on Thursday. I'm going to tell you that Thursday night race was boring, kind of boring. I went to bed. You did. You didn't miss anything. I never Um, go to bed. I I hate to say it, but Thunder Road's Thursday program it was a good program. Like they did a great like they did a good job, and they had a hundred lap Tiger race with like one caution that was won by Sam Karen. Um, That was like three of the Triple Crown for the. For the Tiger Triple Crown Championship, Derek Calkins is the champion. There's just not much to talk about there. Um, I think the coolest thing about Thursday night's program was Phil Scott finishing second in the late models. Yeah, and you posted something about wanting to get <laughs> Ron DeSantis in the car for Governor's <laughs> Cup. Alessandro. Yeah. Ron DeSantis. Like to get him in the car and too. He got one. He'll be out there one of these days. Anyways. And you posted something about getting Rhonda DeSantis in, in a car, and I was mm-hmm. like, I could see somebody's head blowing up right now reading this. Jerry Binner. Um, so, yeah, Marcel Gravel, though, actually won, and he's been second like 94 times this year. He got new shoes for his shell. So it was good to see Marcel win. He wins the late model feature. By the way, 22 Tigers, 19 late models, and we're, you know, mid-season here. Zachary Rodette, my favorite yes. my favorite. Street stock? Zachary Audet. Yes, Zachary Audet and nine did win the street stock race. 31 street stocks started that race. And then the Warriors was Chris Couture in the 44. I didn't realize there were 17 Road Warriors. Man, those are good, solid car counts for a weekly program. Does that count the race to read car? I think so. I don't know if that. No, they don't even put that thing in here. Because it doesn't even have a number. It's like R2R. There was 18 of those damn things. Good good turnout. Um, Just... Uh, honestly, not much happened. It was just one of those nights. And then they ran the Enduro this uh, Sunday. The Street Stock Special was all right. Um, God, who won that thing? Oh, Jeffrey Martin Jeffrey in the Martin. eight. That's right. Uh, they started 
They started 29 cars for the for the 50 lapper, and uh, it was rather uneventful there. Uh, Jeffrey Martin wins over Tyler Whittemore and Dean Switzer. Now, isn't Dean Switzer the points leader? Yes, he is. Okay. Um, and then they we watched the enduro. Um, they started, let's see, officially 90, 87. Yeah, so they got they got a bunch with no scorecards. So at least 87 cars on the grounds um, on a quarter mile. It was. It looked like a good show, but I gotta I gotta call out Flow Racing again because their coverage was absolutely atrocious. The street stock coverage was great, but then for the enduro, they left their camera stationary, locked onto a corner, and just let the race happen. You couldn't even see the whole track. Now, if they had zoomed out to where you could see the whole track and you just had to kind of pick out what you watched, that would have been okay. But they would pick a corner and they would stay stationary for like 15 minutes. Then they would cut to like the backstretch and then they would stay stationary. So things would like be happening in frame. And then a wreck would happen and it would go out of frame and they wouldn't follow it. Like the cameraman just set the camera and let the race happen. I get it's an enduro. It's crazy stuff is happening everywhere. You're not going to catch everything. Right. Either do that or at least attempt to follow what is action packed. Like that was the most pathetic excuse for a broadcast. It was lazy. It was downright lazy and it's inexcusable. If you're going to charge people that amount of money, that is inexcusable product. I I know it's an enduro. It's chaotic. There's a lot going on. You've got to do better than that. I know Austin messaged me at midnight. He's like, I'm trying to watch this enduro, but this is fucking bad. Like, how do you do that? That's that's terrible. Even Tom can follow an enduro better than those guys. And well, they we get, only have 20 cars, not 90. Well, it does make it easier. But still, Tom makes a damn good effort. Shout out to Speedway Video for everything he does. Uh, I got to get with him and, and do another uh, bonus pod. I, I feel like because um, we pissed a bunch of people off, the only way to, to get back in the good grace is to give a bonus pod, right? Um, <laughs> Bloopers. <laughs> all bloopers. the stupid shit just, Mario says. All the stuff I cut out at the beginning when we oh, came so started. Me singing and burping and <laughs> all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, that's, that's really all I got on Thunder Road. It was just kind of, it was a weekend it happened. Stafford. Stafford was interesting. Yeah. First of all, for all the people that really believe everybody and think I hate modifieds, I don't. Um, first and foremost, uh, get well, Ben Dodge. We're still thinking about Ben. Um, I know Chase Dowling posted, and it's it's public now that he's going through some stuff. Um, we we really wish Ben all the best here. He's honestly, he's one of my favorite people, and I absolutely like that's one of my favorite parts about Speed Weeks is is working with Ben. And uh, first of all, to turn into Stafford and not hear him, it's not the same. And to know that he's going through he's, uh, he's going through another battle here is. It's 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 sad, and we hope that uh, we hope he's doing better, and we we hope to hear him back on the mic here soon. And God, I hope he's good for Speed Weeks because uh, it's just not the same without him. So keep keep Ben dodging your thoughts and prayers. Second of all, shout out to Marcello Refrano. Hell of a race. I I think I think that team is awesome. I'm so glad they're part of Speed Weeks, um, and I'm glad they finally got a chance to shine because they've led the most laps in that race in the the SK 5K and never won it. And now they finally did. I was good until he sat, after talking about Ben and his conversation with Ben, he sat on the Nerf bar and just started crying. Yeah. I was good until that. I mean, that's tough, man. And and it's so funny, like, people love Ben Dodge, and then I hear podcasts about people shitting on Ben Dodge, and I just turned it off. It's not fair. But anyway. Well, it's okay. Those same ones are out here saying how much Ben Dodge means to them now that he just had surgery today for cancer and whatever right here, here's the thing uh, people are going to talk about people that's the way it goes um but the the race was pretty crazy that that big wreck um 
oh, who was in, who was in that wreck? Because they got they got the hammer laid down. Are you pulling up that that report? Because Stafford turned into Bowman Gray for a moment. Okay, so Stephen Kopsick mm-hmm. caused a wreck. He took a hole. He made a hole where there wasn't one. He went way down to the bottom of the racetrack and went way up the racetrack into the wall real fast. Yes, and took out Daniel Wesson. I had to actually find his real name because we call him Daniel Weapon. Oh, oof. Uh, Daniel Wesson is the one. He he got out. He is suspended indefinitely. Yeah, okay. Because And the he, team too, right? Yes, because he got out of the car and crossed the hot track. He walked over to Stephen Kopsik's car. Apparently punched, spit in his face? Punched him punched and him. spit and in his sp- face. Oh, okay. And then the crew became involved. Right. Three strikes, you're out, homeboy. And then uh, Kopsik, like, football tackled his ass. I'd need somebody to put him on the defense. Like The Browns could take him. Saints. You know, uh, I, I'm... That was a glorious tackle. It was perfect. Like, perfect form. I'm not one to you encourage... Tell what he does on Sundays. I'm not one to encourage the tackling... But Mr. Kopsick, d- 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 glorious, five stars. My, my biggest kiss. issue, and I said it as it was happening, and, and you can back me up on this, was the crews. The crews getting involved, it just makes things worse. The, like, I don't condone the fighting. I mean, it was definitely wild, but when all the crews started running out there and getting involved, that was just, that was too much for me. Well, and, and I'm glad they got all those guys, too. They also um, find a uh, Marcello Refrano. For a burnout. It's, but it's in, in the rules. It's in it's their in rules, the rules because there are safety workers. Their victory lane is down there. There's people. There's people crossing the track. It's just. It's just not safe at Stafford. Yep. And I, it's in their rules. It's they run a tight ship and they find him. A hundred bucks after winning the five k is like all right. I'll here, take it. But I, but I also like it that you can pay the fine or you can donate, donate. to an animal shelter. Yep. That is amazing to me. Yeah. I was talking with Phil about it because he sent me the uh, the whole penalty thing last night on the way to Dawson's Meet the Teacher. So I was talking to him about it. I'm like, you know, I love that they they do not only tell you what these people got penalized for, but they tell you the reasoning, and like kind of the reasoning, how long, and then what the penalty is. Yeah. It's not just, okay, you got DQ'd because you didn't have a roll cage. Well, we've we've at, at New Smyrna we started doing that this year when I can get the actual official reason people well, yeah. are DQ'd, but and I think more racetracks should do that. Yep. No, I, I think it's, it's a so, good thing. It's so frustrating to go on to see results and, just and see saying, DQ. Yeah, or even a it's DNS like, when the driver wasn't even there. No wonder. He yeah, right. Start. What is with that? <laughs> oh, we forgot to mention that um, Albie Ovit won the enduro at Thunder Road. Good job. Yep, you did it. You did all Ovit. <laughs> I couldn't hardly see it, but you did it. Steven Donahue was in the frickin' Enduro. He finished 72nd. Oh, so was the 14th, 15th, 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 16th? I don't know. Anyways, Stafford was was wild the other night. Um, that flip in the street stocks was pretty wild. I'm glad that guy's okay because he hit cage first on the wall. Yeah, Ouch. safety, guys. Roll yeah. cages. It's important stuff, man. No doubt about it. Um, yeah, that's that's really all I have on the... Stafford stuff. I'm happy for Marcello. Uh, the the wrecks and the fights were wild. It, it was a wild program, and they they run a awesome program over there. Um, any final thoughts on that? Nope. Okay. Um, so quick around the state, and then we'll wrap this thing up with our Richard Cranium Awards. Um, Citrus had their Night of Carnage, which um, me and Austin were talking about it again. Uh, 
one of the most fun nights we've both had on, on the mic in a long time. Uh, you know, I would have been there if I could, but I know Austin was working with Tony again. Tony was back in town. I got About to, time they got a real announcement. Yeah, right. Got to uh, rephrase his role. Uh, James Herb won the grocery getter enduro over Jim, Jacob Smalley. Damn it. Uh, Frank Manessi was third. Zach Curtis finished sixth, but still in the lead lap. So Driver of the month. Driver of the freaking year, if you ask me. And, you know, I'm playing my favorites and stuff. Um, they were in the Crown Vicks. Austin told me the, the Crown Vicks were a wreck fest, um, or the Ford Outlaws. Uh, let me see who won that race. It was Eric Sharon. Eric Sharon was the winner over there for the Crown Vicks. Jonathan Wallace, Thomas Pete, Jess Henley, and Mike Veltman, your top five. They started 33 cars and ran 40 laps, and only 10 finished on the lead lap. So there you go. Eep. Wild stuff. Um, they ran a bunch of the other stuff too, but um, we're going to go over to Citrus County Speedway again. Auburndale's on break. 417 Speedway is on break. We're not just ignoring those tracks. Um, I am. Of those, you know, of the tracks that we talk about regularly. Showtime Speedway in action on the 6th. They had their back to school night. Um, street stock feature went to Mark Nelson. They started five cars. Roger Welts was a DQ. Mini stocks. Roy Healy was the winner. They had seven. The Ford Oval A Division was won by Dustin Wilson. They had 14 cars show up. Uh, the Outlaw Figure 8 feature was won by Shane Grigby. They had seven cars in that. The Ford B Division had 15 cars. Their Outlaws are exploding over there. Uh, a lot of Outlaws everywhere except New Smyrna. Um, Ford B Division was won by Rob Ledwell. So that's what went on over at Showtime. I know they've got another big event this week, and I think they're doing a 750 mod mini to win race so all those all those big money cars have something to go race for i guess so there you go um that's that's a quick around the stakes that's really all else that went down this week any so, thoughts so, on that so that no okay no <laughs> all right <laughs> moving on <laughs> moving right along the racetrack revival thing north yes. okay per carolina pro late Mo- Excuse my Memphis just came out. <laughs> Carolina pro white mall stars. Yeah. Uh, cars and CRA all, cars and CRA all star pro late models. Carolina pro late model series event canceled. Car count. That can't be the Southern Super Series then. No. Because they have thirty one someone cars. So. It says, Cars and CRA All-Star Pro Late Models and Carolina Pro Late Models. Okay, so that's canceled. The CRA is next weekend. Okay, but the Southern Super Series is this weekend. Next weekend. Pretty sure it's... Next weekend. Okay. One more time. I thought I saw the Southern Super Series entry list for this weekend, but... I guess things are getting canceled. I don't know. I can't. There's too much race, and I can't keep up with it. Southern Super Series, the 29th, 30th, and 31st. And they already have their Wait, entry no, list out? False. Yeah, false. I think Not it's this, this weekend, honey. Yeah, revised schedule for August 12th featuring the Southern Super Series. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough draw for the... Late models. And I Smyrna. saw Southern Super Series August 20th. Oh, okay. Yep, August 13th. Yeah, but Super so late models, I guess the pro feature. late models have been canceled for okay. this weekend at 
Well, there you go. That that makes more sense. So, yeah, going to be a tough draw at New Smyrna this week, unfortunately. I don't know. It's real weird when they have all of them listed as, like, one. Yep. So, like, hey, we got to the bottom of it, though. That's why you got to listen to the whole podcast. Car count. Whole podcast. Um, Richard Cranium Award. Let's give that out and let's get out of here. Who you got for Richard Cranium this week? Gordy. <laughs> I don't it. have anybody because... Nobody bothered me this week. Nobody bothered you this week? No. Well, I'm... Hmm. Me? Are you going to give it to me? You know who I want to give mine to. Gordy? Gordy. <laughs> no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give one out, and I'll give it to Christopher Bell for blocking. And uh, ruining Rasha Sane's chance to okay, win. Okay, first race. of all, shut up with this whole ruining thing. The fact that Christopher Bell made me admit that Ross Chastain didn't door him, yeah, he gets my Richard Crane. Yeah, it just, it really changed. It, it it kind of was the race and changed the outcome of the race. And I just, it I think Christopher Bell could have won the race and he took himself out trying to block a guy on fresh tires when he hadn't pitted yet. So, um, stupid, stupid move. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, what, that's all I got. Anything else? No, but can for a second, can we talk about Bob and how he's doing like this whole like award yeah, thing on the bottom? If you ask Brian Bala, he's doing the driver of the week thing correctly. So pretty no, it it is awesome. He's taking like actual moments in the race. I didn't ask Brian Bilal shit. It's also Bella. Whatever. I don't give a fuck what that guy's name is. I didn't ask him shit. I just asked him to not let Hank Sanders bat the whole crowd powder. Oh, you know what? To add to that whole thing. I got a message from Hank Sanders who said, "Hey, keep he, on keeping on because he's like back back when I was announcing, Robert said, "Hey, this is your circus." He's like, "Call them out for when they're stupid, make fun of them, pick on them, um get the people riled up." Yeah. And and you know what, if you see something, call it out. And I'm like, "Damn." I mean, I didn't I obviously went around when Hank Sanders was announcing. I didn't I didn't know it was that way, and he told me a thing that I, I can't repeat um, because it it wouldn't fly nowadays. But he's like, yep, I said it because I wanted to get the crowd riled up, and I had the, the lady's husband trying to fight me in the parking lot afterwards. So he's like, don't think that, you know, y- you're alone and, and, and every announcer is going to say something that's going to piss somebody off. So just keep on keeping on. And uh, for, for coming from him, because I, I figured he'd be on Brian's side and be like, no, you're a piece of crap. But no, I got a message not from case. him last August 4th. So when was that? It had to have been like the day the podcast went up. Something like that. We appreciate the comments and ni- uh, the nice comments and support on the podcast. Yeah. Suck yeah. So, you know, sometimes we make people happy, sometimes we don't. But that is the game we play here on this podcast. Um, I do thank you all for listening. Um, again, we try to just get on here. We've, we put the kid to bed and we try to... We we try to unwind. We try to give you some some input. We try to make you laugh a little bit. We we show our silly side. Uh, we say a lot of serious things, and we give our our thoughts and opinions. And and guess what? You're probably gonna listen to an episode someday, and you're not gonna agree with something, and that's okay. Can I just tell you that going to Rusty and people at the racetrack about, about what we say on our podcast doesn't matter. It's yeah. our podcast. Because guess what he tells me? He's like, fight your battles. This is this is our podcast. That means our battles are ours. And we talk about New Smyrna because we go there. This isn't even linked to the Facebook page anymore because Facebook disabled that option. So 
Um, if you can't separate these entities and realize that on this show I am a podcaster. And We're not out here crying to everybody to come listen to our podcast. We nope. post it. We each post it once or twice. Hey, give it a listen if you want to. We're not out here begging for people to listen to if it. We, if we didn't want to hear what we had to say, if we were ashamed of what we had to say, we wouldn't put it out there to a public audience where we can't block you. We can't pick and choose who listens to this. Only you can do that. So if you don't like what we have to say, you're not forced to listen to it. Uh, but for those that do enjoy it, and guess what? If you didn't enjoy the last episode, it's all right. If you didn't Thanks enjoy what we had to say as a follow-up on here, that's all right. If you don't respect us anymore for it, that's all right. I invite you to start your own podcast, and then you can say whatever you want there, or you can say whatever you want on your own Facebook page, or you can come meet me up in the tower from 4.30 to 5 o'clock this Saturday. I'll be happy to have a conversation with you because I feel like we could have a pretty awesome conversation. Oh, I was asked to say this by the Ground Pounder Club president. Okay. Because I won't be in town this weekend. Okay. Y'all behave. All right. That's all. That's specifically two Ground Pounders. Y'all behave. Put on a show. Have I fun. Won't, I won't be there to do my normal like Ground Pounder pep talk. Y'all go out, put on a show. All right. Well, again, thank you to all of our sponsors here that are still on board. So uh, if you're trying to... And I'm not even going to go there. Uh, big thank you to <laughs> American Auto, 124 Welding and Fabrication, Never Give Up, Andy Morrison, Jeff White Racing, sponsoring the truck segment of the show, 70 Motorsports for their huge support of the show, uh, Doug Sammy and Doug Sammy Racing, uh, Bromley Motorsports, congratulations again to them on another Bomber V victory and getting that truck out there in Schultz Fuel Cells. We really appreciate everybody for their support. We appreciate the honesty from the last podcast. Um, feedback is good, both uh, positive and negative. So thank you all for listening. Uh, thanks for the big numbers last week. We appreciate that as well. Um, with that said, take care and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.